You're listening to the Understarters Orders Racing Podcast. Expert racing analysis from both sides of the Irish Sea. So stay tuned for the best insights and opinions on the weekend's racing here on the Understarters Orders Podcast. Good evening, everybody. Welcome once again to the Understarters Orders Podcast. It is Thursday, the 4th of March. And it's our Cheltenham Days 3 and 4 preview with me, Chris Telford. And we've got an excellent lineup again with you. We've got James Watson here, who is from the Turf Talk pod. Hello, James, again. Hello. Thanks for having me back. Thanks for joining us again, James. It's a shame Lewis is having a few problems, isn't he, mate? Yeah, he's trying. I think he's trying his best to get on. But, um, yeah, sadly, you've just got me <laughs> for the we'll time being. A little bit later. No, it's not sadly about it, mate. Some great opinions the other night. And... Uh, You've got a big price for one of them, the Albert Bartlett, haven't you, later? I have. Hopefully he'll be in with a chance. Yeah, and I also echoed that, didn't I? So uh, I think he does have a chance. Andrew probably slaters, but uh, here is Andrew. Hello, Andrew. I won't slate anybody who has a big price opinion, not at all. How are we all going, sorry? Yeah, how are we all going, mate? Not too bad. Good, excellent. It's great to see Andrew again. And we're also joined by Mr Stephen Edwards. Let's see how loud his house is tonight. Good evening, chaps. Hello, this year. Hey, it's quiet at the moment. How are you doing, bud? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Yeah. Looking, uh, looking dapper tonight, mate. Pretty green on there, I can see. Don't really. I've been up since five. That early bed for you, then. I'll kick you off then now if you want. Mate. I might slip off when the barley comes on. <laughs> right, uh, we've also got Declan with. Oh. We did put a post up on Twitter just before I show you, Declan. And he's a man of his word because he is here with the most amazing shirt on. Make sure everyone can see that shirt. Look at that shirt. Oh. Anthony Cousins is already messaging saying the big shirt reveal is here. <laughs> Yeah, look, I'm just trying to make sure nobody wants to skip off to any other channels tonight. Yeah, you've, you've, we've got to keep the listeners in. We've only got to like a couple of them, haven't we? Yeah, get it all in, yeah, buddy. So you've, you've heard all those opinions before. The same I mean, where would you rather be? Would you rather be here listening to us or listening to Matt Chapman talk the same old rubbish you talk? Yeah, no, we're scooping as well. We're scooping, yeah, they're not. They're drinking water. Unless Nicky Henderson's there. He'll be drinking that. Cavoye oh, all over the place. Cavoye, yeah. And <laughs> Stu's joining us here from Skillbet. Hello, Stu. Stu's muted, typically. Hello again. <laughs> there you go. All right, Stu, mate. How you doing? Yeah, good to see you. Good to be back. Yeah, excellent, mate. Um, you're going to be giving us a few of the offers on. Oh, you've got a few good offers, I think, when we was looking at before, haven't you, mate? To show us all. Yeah, we've got. Um... We've got the free bet draw that we talked about on Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, we'll go over that again. Then we've got a couple of new offers as well. We have, yeah. Well, let's just start with that, mate. Go over that offer with us, that free bet draw that we've got going on. Yeah, so the free bet draw uh, is basically anyone who signs up using the USO Bet 10 code, which is basically anyone who signs up having seen us through the podcast. Uh, you'll receive a £10 free bet when you bet £10, um, which everyone gets that. 
um, and then everyone else, you'll all go into a free prize draw. Um, you've got to have signed up by the Thursday, the 11th of March at nine o'clock. And then we're going to do the draw live on the podcast that night. That's right. And on the 11th, we have got a fantastic lineup, haven't we? You've all seen the lineup, and we are all frothing about that, aren't we? Should yeah, definitely. Should be a fantastic night. Uh, some other offers that you've got going on, Stu. Do you want to talk about this one? Seconditis. Yeah, so this offer is basically, yeah, in place. If you bet with us at Cheltenham, um, if you if you bet come second, we're going to give you a free bet on that jockey's next next ride. So, for instance, if you bet on Harry Skelton horse, you come second, you get a bet on the next horse that's Harry Skelton's riding. That's up to ten pound, and there's there's no limit on that. Every time you bet on one that comes second, you get a free bet. So there's no limit. There's no limit at all on that one. Do it as many times as you want. Commend you for that offer, and then you've also got the bank builder as well, haven't you? Yeah, and then we've got the bank builder, which is basically to try and we want to get people through the door before Cheltenham. Like we don't want to flood the sign-ups on Cheltenham, so we're giving you the chance if you bet with us next week, um, Monday to Sunday. Um, again, it's based on if you come second. So if you basically if you're a bit unlucky, you bet come second. Every time you have a horse that comes second, you get a ten pound free bet, which is to be used at Cheltenham. Um, so if you if you come and bet with us next week, um, it's up to ten pound each time, and there's a maximum of forty pound on that. So you're potentially going to get forty pounds worth of free bets, depending on how obviously how unlucky you are next week. Not a bad offer, yeah. There's some Wolverhampton races next week, so when you listen to my tips at Wolverhampton next week, and they all come second, you'll get your forty pound free bets, won't you, for uh, from yourselves? Yep, that's it. That's the idea. So, yep. I mean, like anyone, pr pretty much anyone who's signing up tonight, you're going to get a free £10 bet when you have your first bet of £10. You're then going to potentially get uh, £40 worth of free bets if you're betting with us next week. And then every time you bet at Cheltenham, you're then going to get a t another £10 bet if your arse comes second. That's fantastic. So, and also, you could be in with winning these £10 free bets if you sign up. And, yeah, and you could win the draw and get another. Well, <laughs> you yeah, could get another £40 pound worth of free bets. You need your P45, mate. So, yeah, I don't think we're going to make much money this Cheltenham, to be honest. <laughs> well, hopefully, fingers crossed you don't, because we, uh, you know what we say about the bookmakers. Well, <laughs> so yeah. You that's make it. a living, though, don't you? Yeah, that's it. You've got to. You've got, we've got give and take in it, give and take. Right, thanks very much for that, Stu. Uh, Stephen's gone off now. Uh, maybe it's because I muted him. I'll mute him now, but he'll be back in a minute. Uh, yeah, Lewis is uh, going to try and get in, isn't he, James? And we'll uh, see him very soon. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, I, I, hopefully. I think so. He's getting there. Well, let's kick off the night now that we've got Declan's shirt with us. So uh, let's kick off the night, guys. We're going to start with the Marsh Novices Chase. And Stu's going to take us through uh, the betting with the Marsh first before he leaves us. Yep, so betting for the Marsh. Now, a lot of these are probably not going to run in this race. Um, but obviously, not running all bet, so we have to quote them. Uh, so you've got Envoy Allen, which is obviously definitely going to run 8-11. Um, then you've got Energa May, 3-1. Uh, Monkfish six to one, Shamblue six to one, Chantry House eight to one. Um, then you've got Sporting John ten to one, Chatham Street Lad twelve to one, Latest Exhibition fourteen to one, Fusel Raffles sixteen to one, and Alart at sixteen to one. Uh, then you've got a eighteen to one bar those. Well, 
Thanks very much for that, Stu. And thanks for joining us at the start of this podcast. And we'll see you again on the 11th, won't we, Stu? Yeah, I'll be back on the 11th, obviously, when we're going to make that draw for the free, for the £40 worth of free bets for Cheltenham. So I'll be back to do that. Well, All right. Enjoy your evening, chats. Cheers for having us. See you later, buddy. Speak to you later. Bye. Right, let's kick off with this Marsh Novices Chase then, boys. Who wants to lead us off? I'm going to go with Stephen. You can lead us off, buddy. Uh, what's going to beat this thing? Yeah, what's, it's, going to, it's hard, probably harder to find out what's going to race against it, you know? Um, he probably win over whatever trip he, he attempts at the novice ranks. Um, I'm just looking for it now. And I mean, the second best in is probably going to go to the Arkle. Monkfish RSA. I think Shambu will probably race in this. Um, it's a very good animal, but um, I just can't see anything getting near this. Uh, the one I, I'm going to put up, Chris, each way, I'm going to keep it short and sweet because I think it's going to have about five or six runners. Um, I think Chatham Street Lad, uh, if you go back to his Caspian caviar, although it's only a handicap, he absolutely dominated a good field of handicappers, albeit. And um, I think a 14 and one, he could if he if all the others do go to their other targets, which it looks like they probably will do, unless there's an injury or something else goes goes wrong with a favourite, he could he could end up like a four or five to one shot. So I think a 16 and one, he'd be my pick to chase on the favourite. Thanks very much for that, Stephen. Nice each way money there, James. Let's come to you, mate. Is there anything that's going to beat um, this short price favourite? No, I'll just keep this fairly short and simple. I think Envoy Allen will win. I, I don't really have a, a strong opinion on anything in behind. Um, he's made an exemplary chasing uh, start so far he, he, in his three victories. He's not beat an awful lot, but uh, and the manner hasn't necessarily been as impressive, but he's the sort of horse that never does anything impressive. He almost saves a bit back for himself. Um, I, I, it was fascinating. He'll be now under the care of Henry de Bromhead. And whether that will make a difference, I'm not entirely sure. And I don't think it will. Uh, he's a very, very special horse. And we should all just appreciate him for what he is. Yeah, fairly agreed. Declan, do you echo those sentiments with them, boy? Yeah, look, all season, I've made no secret of my admiration for this horse. He's exceptional. I thought he's an exceptional hurdler. He was such a good hurdler. I think he'd be winning the champion hurdle. I think he'd be winning it pretty easy. I think he has the pace. He was very, very slick over his hurdles. And I just thought going chasing, you can't have everything. Not, not, no horse can have it all. Uh, but this fella came out over fences. And for me, it's, it's how he quickens away from horses. And you, he doesn't look like he's picking up. But he can put a race to bed in one, two strides very, very easily. You go back to his royal bond where Abacadabras loomed up beside him and, you know, Without looking like he was trying, all of a sudden he take a length out and the race is put to bed. You know, he, in the, the, I was going to call it the Neptune, in the Ballymore, you know, he was a couple of lengths down coming around the bend. And I've never seen anything like that torn a foot without anything look, looking like it was happening. And all of a sudden he jumped the last a length, two lengths in the lane. You know, he's an absolute joy to watch no matter what he does. Uh, feeder dude, I really looked to be giving him a race, but he, he wasn't. And again, he just cruised away from him. He he really is a special horse. Um, touch wood, he stays sound, and we get to see him build an open company because you know he, he could be. He, I really think he will be one to to live long in the memory. Look, 
I would always try to take on an odds-on shot, but it's really, really difficult here because the lads have said already, who are they, which of these are going to turn up? Uh, Sean Blue is, is the most likely to put up to him if he has recovered from Sandown. He's he's a brilliant jumper. He's very exuberant. He was very game and tough conditions, I felt, at Sandown. Um, he has won the felt, and he's probably had a, quite a difficult campaign. And Unfortunately, you may not see the real Sean Blue here at Cheltenham. And, you know, that is unfortunate because outside him, it's really hard to see. Um, Chantry House was supreme. I was toward the supreme, but we, we've sort of, we're still unsure about that supreme form. And I don't think it was it was as good as everyone is making out. Um, we'll we'll probably find that out when Shiskin's beaten in the article as well. But he, he hasn't really set the world alight over fences. Uh, Spartan John, who beat Sean Blue the last day, I think he wants forward he he's a bit of a, a bit of a plotter he came out best that day but you know i don't think he's the class to be be putting it up here Um alert is the one we really don't know about he did run in that supreme and we sort of said that the form would hinge on him uh he won on chase debut he fell a hate up then so we don't know an awful lot and you wouldn't know with nicky nicky's well able to have them ready uh fusel raffles i think is is overrated uh yeah, there's, there's a couple of ones there beside his name, but I don't think he's really up to much. Willie has a stadium for Lange who, you know, who will probably run here. I can't believe he, he, he's he gone to send him to Cheltenham, but, you know, Willie just loves the festival that much. I, I thought he could have been anything, but he's really disappointed and he definitely has his issues. I think the issues are mainly in his head. Sorry, I just said it. I thought it was my mic. James can't hear me. Uh, I think either one of Franco uh, or Black Bow will run here. And I hope Franco Depart runs in the article. I'd be interested to see Black Bow open trip. I thought he was an out-and-out two-miler, and he is a beautiful horse. But he could he could be one that could run. If you're backing him now, like Steve said, you might only get five runners. He, he is a very good horse, and it may be worth having a little nibble on him now to run into a place, hoping that he turns up. What about yourself, Andrew? Is this favourite bomb proof? Everything that Dex said, I'd totally agree with, to be brutally honest with you, Chris. Um, look, the only thing that's going to beat MVLN, in my opinion, um, and it has to be something that people have to keep in the back of their heads, is the fact that he's changed stable. So at this point in time, um, you know, it's only two weeks until the race and... You know, like, I'd be more concerned if he went to Willie Mullins's because the gallop is a lot deeper there or allegedly it is and um, like that's put me right off the likes of sir gerhard but uh, it probably wouldn't put me off envoy allen as much because he just does everything so easily and um, it can't be easy for a horse to change surroundings like that it's, it's so, so close to a race but look as as we went over there like what's going to run and uh, there's been money for alert for the coral cup since the weights came out so he could actually go back hurdling um Sham Blue, as I said last the other day, there he got his pocket picked at Sandown. Um, but he's had a hard, he's had a very, very hard season, as what Dex said. And um, I think he would have actually been a lot closer to Envoy Allen in the Ballymore. Um, if he was ridden a bit more prominently, I think they might have had a handicap and entry in mind before COVID struck. But um, look, that that's irrelevant for at, at this stage. Um, and and look again what what Dex said about the Ballymore like I've never really seen anything like that like in three or four strides the way he picked up the big getaway and easy work he just picked them up and went by them like they weren't there and um, it was so so impressive and 
I think whichever one of Black Bow and Franco Deport run, because I don't think they're both going to run, but one of them definitely will run. Whichever one does run will be second. Um, I think Franco, uh, like Black, Black Bow is going to be taken out of the Grand Annual as far as I know because of his handicap rating. He was 153 in Ireland. Franco Deport's a grade one winner in Ireland as well. One of them will run here, and whichever one runs will be second. So um, it's up to yourselves if you wait on the day or maybe just back to boat and on run or no bet. And there's also bet without the favourite, as far as I'm concerned. In some places, Franco de Porto was 9 or 10 to 1. I'd say Black Bow maybe probably around the same price, but both of them will be really good bets without the favourite, in my opinion. Here. Which one is your hunch at the minute? Which one? Um, oh, Franco de Porto, definitely. Mm-hmm. Interesting, right. Uh, clean sweet then for Envoy Land should be really when you think about the price that he's probably going to be. So you'd probably take that price now, wouldn't you? Uh, well, let's swiftly move on because we've got the Ryanair chase next. Um, Andrew says he's going to spend about 10 minutes on this one. Um, <laughs> so we may as well come to you first to get it out of the way, haven't we, Andrew? Uh, no, I'm not going to bash it as much as I, as I said I was going to. It, it just... I already said it, like I think on last week's podcast, like this race would be so much better traded early in the season. Um, you know, instead of the Paddy Power Chase or the Caspian Caviar Gold Cup, just stick this one in it because you'd get horses on trial for the King George. You'd get, you know, your top two and a half milers. You'd even get your possibly your Gold Cup horses making their seasonal reappearance. Um, it would just be make so much sense instead of having the Ascot Chase, then the Ryanair, and then the Melling Chase all on fucking sniffing each other's arses in, in the middle of spring. It's just, it's just that's the way a pattern should work. It's it's a pattern because it's supposed to bring a horse along. It's not ch- chuck a grade one in here and you know we can we can avoid this horse by running there and then we can we might have to go up against them here. But if we run there, we might be able to avoid them. It's just like it's it's not really what the sport is about. But I'm going off on a tangent here. Um, I'll, I'll stop it at that. But as I said in the past, this is a race that can lend itself very much to handicappers. Um, look, San Calvados. And he he graduated from handicaps last year to finish second, possibly an unlucky second. Um, whether we like it or not, Frodon was essentially a handicapper when he won this race. Um, beating Aso, who was another handicapper. Uh, we go back. Uh, Cloudy Dream, I, I think, was placed in this race. Um, you know, he, he essentially a handicapper as well. Um, I'm just trying to think now. Balco de Flow, I think, was a Balco de Flow for Jiggins Sound who won this yeah, race. Galway plate winner. Um. You know, it's not really a race that it's not really a grade one. I know, I know it is, and, and good horse have won it. You had your Imperial Commanders, you even had your main, your under souls. I understand that, but the reason they're in this race is because they're not good enough for the champion, the champion chase, and they're not going to stay the Gold Cup trip. So, in my opinion, you know, it, it it it's it's there for those type of intermediate horses, I suppose. But it should be the Ascot Chase and then Aintree. This race should be in the first half of the season. Uh, but with that said, I re- I would have really fancied Daily Tiger here, going back on that handicap form. A huge price, and he was a little disappointing behind Silas Emery um, on his latest start. I don't think he's going to run here now, unfortunately. But if he did, he'd definitely be worth a few quid at his price because going back on his form when he beat Tornado Flyer at the start of the season, that was really, really strong handicap form. And... He's very much in and out, but if he was to turn up here at a, at a really, really big price, I think he'd definitely outrun his price. Uh, we all know Chris's dream hates England, so like we can just ignore him. My dream. Um, My dream. Yeah. <laughs> um, Alaho 
like I, again, I could go off on another tangent here with the RSA um, from last year. Like Manella Indo, Champ, Alaho, we don't know how good they are, but the consensus is that Champ and Manella Indo, especially, are fancy for the Gold Cup. But are they better than last year's sophomore chasers like Santini or Mellon or Aplutard? You know, the, I think the jury is still kind of out on that with, with Alaho and, and especially. Um, Imperial Aura, so I'm going to kind of swerve them as well. Um, Min was a little bit disappointing on his latest start. Um, so then again, you just kind of find yourself looking down the field naturally again. Um, as I said there, Harry Whittington had a winner recently, so maybe his yard is better. So San Cavanos could go well at a, you know, but he is kind of priced accordingly on the back of last year. Um, we like Christ knows what Sam Crow could do. Uh, he, he'll be, he could be up or run to 180. We just don't know. Um, so like you're kind of again you're just beating your head against the wall here um, and and the horse that I actually came down on and I, I actually cannot believe I'm saying this um, no he, he is he now in fairness he, he should be probably a bit shorter than he is because uh, this would be his first time over two and a half miles since he won the Drinmore yeah. beating the horse called Sam Crow uh, but um, no the horse I actually came down on would you believe was battle over Diane uh, now, I know he could be skipping around the forest on the Wednesday in the cross-country chase, but, um, <laughs> but the, the thing I see here is the last time he ran on decent ground, he was a grade one winner beating Champagne Classic. Now, I know that's not going to get you jumping out of your seat, um, but all is really, really bad form, um, especially this season when he's beaten 23 lengths by Min and 11 lengths by Alho was on really, really, really testing ground. 111 um, lengths. <laughs> Hundred. Yeah. yeah, I don't have my glasses, so uh but no, it's um look his six length win against Easy Game at Down Royal at the start of the season came on decent ground when he beat Sam Crow and Easy Game. Um but look a return to decent ground for a battle over Diane could just be what the doctor ordered. And if it does come up quicker, which it tends to on the especially in the second half of the festival. Um, 25, 33 to 1. You might even get bigger on the day, and I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if you saw a few quid from uh, This is, you know, fingers crossed he runs because obviously we, we know what's going on, but look, we'll, we'll see what happens. I, 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 I'm going to have to go out on a limb here and assume Battle Over Diane is going to run, but for me, um, Battle Over Diane is really, really way overpriced on his decent ground form. Criminally and, overpriced, Andrew. Yeah, criminally overpriced on his decent ground form, and that's where I'd be going here because this just can't help itself but throw up upset so yeah. um that's where i'd be going easy game in that, um, in that. he was and he jumped like a, he jumped like a stag as well and he, he he just started to look like he was maturing and i know i've gone on for a long time here but like it's just um i just feel like that you know maybe the decent ground is what the horse needs like so it can really really improve a horse and it can seriously handicap a horse if it doesn't enjoy the ground so i'm gonna go on that and just pray that the horse gets on the boat with, with everything that's going on with, with Gordon Elliott. All his best performances, Andrew, have come when he's been forcing up with the pace. Mm. He really, he did do that that day in the down royal chase. Yeah. <laughs> the other two races, he was a bit, he was a bit more held up, and um, when he beat Champagne Classic last year in the Grade, uh, the chase at uh, Leopardstown. Yeah. The one, he, he was forcing the pace that day. Um, mm. You know, let's not forget he was. We went off seven to one, you know, in the the RSA last year, and he, there was a gamble on him last year as well. Yeah, you know, mm. thirty three to one really does underestimate, and I think he's a, he's a ridiculous price. Um, 
been given a little bit of a break since. I think it's a great price. Uh, yeah, good shout that, Andrew. Um, Declan, what about yourself? Yeah, just to touch on what Andy said about the Ryan, the, the Reiner, you know, anyone who reads posts on Conor Rogers Shetland 2012 Facebook page will know I call it a grade four. So that, 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 I'll, I'll leave it at that. Um, I, I've been a big, big fan of Battle Over Dying. I think he's the best jumper of offence in training. And I've, I've been torn off him so much that I haven't even wrote him down in the notes here. And, you know, a lot of what Andy said is, is right about him. He's an exceptional jumper. And the two examples are the Down Royal win that Andy spoke about and the Leopardstown race that fought him won last year. Down the fact he, he was out jumping them all. Uh, but I, I thought he needed that year, but he's been so disappointing since that Down Royal run. Like after that, I, I think I took about 50 to 1 for the Gold Cup and he, he's nowhere near that now. Um, I was thinking they're. they're Gonna aim him at a handicap, but he's 160. Now I'd still like to see him in, in they've all they've entered him in two mile races all season. I'd still like to see him in the grand annual out in front, jumping for fun, because particularly on the old courses, jumping could keep him there. And then when they turn for home, he, he might be just outstanding them. I always thought he was there, but the fact they keep entering him in two mile races, maybe he has more pace than I gave him credit for. He was a 24 long grade one winner over hurdles in novice company. Um just back to this race, I, I think because this race is, you get a lot of your fails, or not failed, you get a lot of horses avoiding the Gold Cup and avoiding the, the champion chase because they're not good enough. And they're not really two and a half mile specialists. Whereas what Andy's saying about the handicappers, the handicappers probably are two and a half mile specialists. They've been campaigned that way because they knew they weren't good enough to run in, in the grade ones over two miles and three miles, whereas the, the others are finding out. And I've always, in this race, I've always gone for the stairs. I've always gone for the horses, the, the first lieutenants, um, the, the road to respects, the horses who should have been running in the Gold Cup, and they have consistently failed to win this race. I, I Maybe Alberta's run. Um, he was a stair who, who won the race. Um, but I'm, I'm struggling to think of many more. Imperial Commander won it, but m most of them have been like Q Card ran in an article. You know, a lot of them have more speed than that. You know, you know what I'm talking about, Force Lieutenant. All he wanted was to go forward and forward and forward. You know, he should never have been running this race. I backed him, but you know, it, it's only recently I've, I've started to look at this race differently. And that's why I don't think Alaho wins this. You know, I think he's a star. He hasn't got that speed. Um, Mellon is probably tailor-made for this race, but can you trust Mellon? You know, how many races has he won? He he just doesn't do the business. He's like a horse who chases horses. There's loads of them out there. We all love them, and they nearly get the win, you know, but he's got to be turning up here, not in each way, Bryce, and, and you're, really, you're really backing him to win, and he is very, very hard to trust. And for a long time, I think... You know, for a long time, I thought Mame was going to be very difficult to beat, and he's drifting to a really nice price. He was bad at Leopardstown, but, you know, sometimes horses remember, and he, I, I'm hoping he remembered chasing Shatcan Force Bar around there. And the two of them, Andy's mentioned it a couple of times, the two of them went at it, you know, not, not the festival gone the, the, last year, the two of them went at it down the back, and it was a joy to watch. And 
maybe he felt it that day and he remembered that and he said, look, I'm not having this. He landed on the fence, but all reports are saying he's okay. It would be a worry that he's drifted, but hopefully that's not coming for the yard. If he's turning up here fit and healthy, you know, the men we all know and love, he won't be beaten. None of these, I think, are going to beat him. You know, Imperial Aura, similar to Alaho, he's he's more of a stare. He hasn't got that that speed. Um, Altior won't stay. We know that. Hopefully, he runs in, in the Queen Mother. And if he does run and he's beaten, you know, nobody will feel bad about it. He's he's a two-time winner. He's, he's one of the best horses he's ever lived. He was the fastest horse in training for a good few years. And, you know, I, I think it's nonsense to talk about him running here because we found out he doesn't stay. Picardio mm. uh, Dari, I actually think he's a bad price, Andy. I, I think he's bad value on his farm. And I know he's coming back to this for the first time since the Dream Mar, but on his farm, I'd be liking a little bit more. And if he was a bigger price, I would be giving him a chance here. But I just thought it was it was poor enough value. What's Skillbet giving us? Well, it's funny you should say that because I can put those graphics up now. So let's have a look at the uh, Ryan Urchase. So we've got Alaho at fives, Min six, Piriola at six, Melon six, Shaq and Pussoir six, St. Calvados eights, Fakir Dudari at eights, as well, Altior, Mr. Fisher and Kenboy also at eights. Apart from that, we're six to one bar, so take your pick out of those ones from yeah. the short price ones. And you'd yeah. have to bar. Yeah, bar is a bit of a good thing at this festival. Look, forty to uh, one, hopefully, the battle over Diane. Fancy six to one. Uh, you know, if if the do that, he was double that price. I I'd be going. I might have an each way bet on him. But at eight to one, it's just it's bad value. He could come out and win this race, but I think he should be bigger. And I don't think he should be backing a horse if it's a shorter price than you think it should be in your head. Like I'd encourage everyone to price a race up in their head. And if you're finding a horse that's priced up by the bookies, because that's who you're taking on, really. If they're priced up by the bookies higher than you think they should be, have a bet. They might not win, but that's that's value. You're getting value there. And I just think he's bad value. Um, just to go through the rest of them, real still too inconsistent. I know he was running a cracker in, in the Gold Cup last year, but you, you can't trust him. Chris's dream doesn't stay, not fast enough, and doesn't like the boat, as Andy said. But... I would give a chance to Dashiell Drasher because he is that two-and-a-half-mile specialist who's improving. And I I don't think he'll be far away. And I think I think Mim will win this if he turns up fit and healthy, but Dashiell Drasher is definitely worth an each-way bet. He's going to give them something to think about anyway, Dashiell Drasher, isn't he? Yeah, like he, he's a two-and-a-half-mile specialist. He, that's the way, he, and he's just improved. Whereas the rest of them are finding out that they have to run over two and a half miles because they're not good enough for the championship races, the real championship races. Whereas, you know, he is going to have an edge over the rest of them. Like some of the some of the others that we've mentioned in the past, he will have that edge. It's his trip. But I just think Min is, is exceptional. He's, you know, unlucky to live in the same time as Alti Ireland. If he turns up fit and healthy, he does win. Uh, and I'm... I, I think Dashiell Drasher is a good each way chance. Does Kenboy go here? Oh, look, Kenboy should not be going to Cheltenham. He doesn't like the course. The last I heard, you know, well, I actually heard about him about running in the stairs hurdle. Why would you run there? You know, it's not all about Cheltenham. There's other prizes. Send him to Aintree and win. Don't send him in the stairs hurdle and have him bottom by the time he gets to Aintree. But then they were talking about running different tactics in the Gold Cup. And 
if they must send them to Cheltenham, I try the different tactics in the Gold Cup rather than run them in the in the stairs hurdle or this race. Well, you know. Go, thanks for that, Deck. Uh, let's go to Stephen next. I didn't cut you off there, Deck, did I? Were you carrying on there? <laughs> oh, look, if, if you let me go again, we, we won't get on to the next race. Go on. <laughs> let's go to Stephen then. Go on, yeah, I sort of I disagree with Deck really about Melon. I've sort of I've sort of fancied him since last year's running the marsh. And he's right. He's been fourth in four festivals, is it? Uh, second in four festivals. Three, yeah. Yes. And he's he's right. Christmas yeah. sort of only strengthened that really for me. Like his battle with Kenboy was just something out of the ordinary. He's like probably race of the year for me. Yeah, it's easily the race of the year for me myself too. But I still think they like they went hammering songs and they went too far out. And I think I, I, I'm going to talk about the Gold Cup later. But I think they set out for a blue tide, you know. Um. I think Min and Min, Min pulled up last time. You got what's that taken out of him? What was the problem? Was it just the error? He's not getting any younger either. I know, like Dex said, he's he's a sure thing. I think it's a stronger race this year with Alaho and uh, with some of these. Um, I'm against him. Alaho, he's a four to one shot for me. Like, does he have a turn of foot? Like, he's he's great when he gets into rhythm out in front, but I just wonder whether he get done by something with a better turn of foot. You got Imperial War is probably the probably the most improved chaser in England, but his price has gone for me, and this is a big step up in grade. I wouldn't want to be taking five or six to one. Um, like Deck just said, Faka Duderiz is well worth a go at this trip instead of the champion chase. He, um, this, this is probably more to his liking, but he's like Deck said, he's probably too short. So how would us will he go here with a gold cup? Um, I'm not too sure. The unseat last time was a bit of a shame with he runner. We run quite a nice race in the King George before that, you know. But, um, but I'm really keen on Mellon. I, I, I think if the ground's the ground's decent, a little bit more restraint than at Christmas, I think he could burn these away. And I'm on at bigger prices as well, so I'm not, not too worried about him being seven or eight to one now. So, well, thanks for that, Stephen. Let's go to James next. Um, I agree with what Declan said about all about Min. There's no other horse that's an eight-time eight, to, uh, eight time grade one winner in this. Um, really impressed with what he did in the race last year. Um, he's, he's, he was an apparent winner of the John Durkin early on. We didn't really see an awful lot of him, um, but apparently he was impressive. Um, he, was, he was disappointing last time, which you have got to worry about. Um, he just never really travelled, didn't even didn't jump, which and he looked really uncharacteristic like him. Um, hopefully, he bounces back. I think he's the best horse in the race. Imperial Aura, there's a slight overreaction, overhypedness about him. I think I, I don't think he's as good as people want him to be. Uh, Melon, I could probably see running on for the for, for place money, but um, Min all the way six to one. I think it's a cracking price. Min for yourself then, James. Uh, Declan, you're Min as well, aren't you, mate? I am Min, and uh, I, I'd have an each way bet on Dashel Drasher. Dashel Drasher. Uh, Andy, you're with me. Battle over Doyen each way, 33 to 1. Oh, yeah, 100%. And and I Lauren's comment is brilliant. Melon must be the skill bet choice for the second night is offered. That's, yeah, that's genius. That, that's what the offer is there for, I suppose. <laughs> Absolute um, banter. Absolute yeah. banter. <laughs> um, yeah, no, be Battle over Doyen, but if he... Obviously, for reasons, if he doesn't get in the boat, um, for for obvious reasons, um, it would. I, I think if San Carlos came back to form and Min being a oh. year older. Oh, Andrew, what is it with you in this yard? I I'm swear to I just 
I know a good horse when I see him. That's all. It's your favorite color, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, have the scarf in back. <laughs> Stephen, go on. What's your selection, buddy? Melon. Melon. Interesting. None of you have really gone for Fakir I do quite like him. Declan completely wrote him off. I thought. Uh, no, no, I, I, I didn't write him off. I said he was bad value. If he was double the price he is, he'd probably be an each high selection for me. But at eight to one, I would track that comment. Real Steel's probably worth a mention as well. The way he swung into the Gold Cup last year looked like he joined joined the rush coming down the hill, didn't he? But I know he's yeah, yeah. it was a it was a slow bicycle race until the fourth last, though, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. <but laughs> do we all do we all first say that Altio doesn't get this trip at all? Even if he did, he wouldn't win. <laughs> like he's probably just past it. I, I, that that run at Kempton was just a little bit too lethargic. I think just like I, now, I don't get me wrong. Scott. Wasn't he out for race a race gallop that day? Yeah, the pigeons were sitting there laughing at him. <laughs> oh, Declan, you need to do that impersonation. Come on. <laughs> the which one? The, the impersonation of. Uh, no, no, no. Only, only after a couple of cognacs that comes out. Not so next right. Well, let's move on to the next race, guys. We're going to move on to the stairs hurdle. Let's get the graphics up for the stairs hurdle. He is the better for that Paisley Park. And Time Hill with Skillbet are at 11 to 4. Sir de Burley at 7 to 1. Roxana's at 7 to 1. Storytellers 10 to 1. Um, Champ, Florin Porter. Ken Boy also at 10 to 1. Liz Nagar Oscar, who's trying to repeat the victory from last year. Um, you know, he was that run at Haydock last time is I won't, I won't be sniffing at that I thought it was a decent run and Vindication at 16 to 1 he's probably not likely to go here 20 to 1 by those um, let's just take that that away does is that because Stephen's got to be laughing because of that of what I pronounced no, no. Vindication actually is shorter than Bar <laughs> Bar would piss all over Vindication <laughs> realistically <laughs> <laughs> Indication wouldn't be abandoned through the frost up the hill. <laughs> no, yeah, I agree. With, I probably agree with that. Now, solid opinion on this race from myself, but um, I don't usually get involved in races. But I'm going to come to James first because I'll come to you, mate, and then I'll pick up from you. Go on. I'm a massive Paisley Park fan. Have oh, been, dear, no. Have been for <laughs> an awfully long time. Um, and he, as much as he was disappointing in the race last year, yeah, the reported fibrillating heart was obviously the issue. Um, I was happy with his return on the track uh, against Time Hill. I, I thought that was a good performance to say what he'd gone through. Um, should, still showed a lot of uh, ability. And then the race at Ascot, he got himself into a lot of trouble and managed to find his way out of it. He, he carried on galloping through the line. And he's, he's, I think he's a stronger stayer person than Time Hill. I, I think Time Hill is a very good horse. I just think Paisley Park's just another level on top of him. Yeah. And pe people keep going about the age difference uh, and the that th there's a difference. Paisley Park's, in my opinion, is a lot more classier. Um, although he doesn't look classier in the style that he, he's quite off behind the bridle and comes fairly late, I think he's a, I think he's a really, really good horse. And... Hopefully he can regain his crown. Well, thanks for that, James. Totally against you, mate. But um, that's opinions, isn't it? Mm -hmm. right, um, just before we go on, hands up, Paisley Park. If, if this was a match bet between Paisley Park and Time Hill, who'd take Paisley Park? Who'd take Time Hill? 
That's t- anyone t- on Spotify? That's that's three versus two. The one on to Paisley Park, by the way. Now let's widen the search. Let's widen the search now, boys. Um, anything bigger than those two that you guys fancy? Hands up. Yeah. Right there we go. So let's go to Declan next. Go deck. Look, Paisley Park is is. He's built for the race. He's perfect for it. And that's what you want in the stairs order. And we'd probably touch on it more when we get to the Albert Barrett. But it's it's a lot to do with that old car or the new cars at Cheltenham. Like, you know, you have a mile to run and only two hurdles left to, to jump. And, and the second comes at you fairly quick. And it's it, it, that run between the second last and the last, it, it's basically the whole way down the hill and round the bend. And the, the straight is longer. It, it absolutely murders horses, but that's where he comes into his own, and that's where he starts grinding them down. And you know, he, he is the worthy favorite, but with this race, I always want to take on the favorite in this race because it's it's quite a, an unsexy horse all the time, even though I, I do realize that the unsexy horses are built for the race. And I suppose that's why I don't like Time Hill, is because he's he's too classy a horse. Now, I know he ran a cracker in the Albert Bartlett, and it was an absolute vintage Albert Bartlett. We'd probably never see an Albert Bartlett like that again because it's for slow horses. But I think he's too classy. He's a, he's a much classier animal than Paisley Park, but he's not beating him on this new course. Um, but look, this race can throw up a lot of value. You get a lot of failed chasers, failed champion hurdle horses, horses who do have some some quality and and you get nice prizes and that's probably why i get sucked into the back and some of them uh it's because they, they have the quality in in the other divisions roxana has looked at top class three miler this season and you're probably a little bit underrated coming into this you know that you, you lads are saying you're the night that she may run in the mares i hope they try this you know i, I know that the mares is now grade one but i i hope they try this because she's looked looked back to our best and uh, I, I, I would be tempted to back her uh, if she turns up here. Uh, sorry the bare leg is probably not up to it. Um, he wouldn't be miles off. You don't always have to find a lot. The, these races, uh, these staying hurdle races, they're a bit like sprints on the flat. You, sometimes you only have to find a few pounds to get into contention and I don't know whether this fella's going to keep finding those pounds. Uh, the storyteller very consistent. I know he was behind Sorry the Berlay in the pretemps. I think he was ahead of him at Leopardstown the last day. But he's been so good chasing this season. I can't understand why he's not running in the Gold Cup. You know, he has been he's been showing his best form of his career chasing this season. And I, I just don't get to thinking behind running him in this race. Florian Porter, Andy will probably go on about um Florian Porter, but you know, he's possibly overlooked and that's still a nice price. It, it will depend whether he gets away. And I, I do feel that run I've mentioned between the second last and the last, that that's where he could start to paddle because it's such a long way. You can jump that second last, start the motor down the hill, look over at the stands and you're thinking, I can't believe it, I'm going to win this, I'm going to win this. You get to the bottom of that hill. And oh my God, the stands up on another level, and there, there's nothing left in the legs, and that's what happens. That's what makes Paisley Park the ideal horse for this race. Fury Road sort of flatters to the save. Uh, he struggles to win good races. He's beaten Duke Cup and well set up, and I'm not sure how many other horses he's actually beaten. You know that 
he's actually won a race against and you know he he's he's looking like he could be anything but he's not delivering <clears throat> Uh, the all care very talented quite unexposed i'm not sure who want the better ground uh, his runs and heavy have been very good i think it's made in hardly be uh monkfish and a scary at 10. if if we did get rain that week he'd be definitely worth looking at uh beacon edge the, the step up he could be great value if the step up brings out the best in him and we're, we're still waiting to find that out Um he's won the buying hurdle the last day i think he's a very talented horse and i will i'll probably be edging towards having a in each way betting them and the other one i just want to mention and this is the horse who could upset um flooring porter because this horse could run any way he wants and we may feel he's a big big fan of him i think he still wants him in, to back him in the gold cup even though he can't jump and he's not entered but it's back a son like this horse had he must have some engine he, he did run in Albert Bartlett and he was beaten at the time, but he unseated at the last. But he wasn't running too bad. He was only a five-year-old. His jumping over hurdles has improved dramatically. And I'm just wondering, have they been campaigning them over the shorter distance? Now, we know he ran in a chase the weekend. But were he campaigned them over the shorter distance just to sharpen up that jumping? Because I think it was nice the day before that. He was very, very good over two and a half miles. And um, I, I don't know. He, he's a bigger price than Barr anyway, I'd say. But... You know, I think Beacon and Edge and, and back is on. If they were to turn up, I definitely would in each way there. Getting a thirty-three to one shot on Buckerson, aren't you? Is that all? Me mate Sean now is giving me fifties. <laughs> um, we didn't, don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> We're not taking customers at the moment anyway. <laughs> yeah, well, I go off the Queen back then. Now look, we'll Beacon Edge and back on. I think it could be. Does anyone know if they turned up? We're still trying to find things out about them, but I want to take on the the, the top of the market, so it'll be those two each way. Um, Andrew, you were nodding your head when he mentioned Beacon Edge. Is, is he one that's on your shortlist? Yeah, it was more. Yeah, it was more nodding in a, in agreement. Um, with deck, yeah, with Beacon Edge, uh, he he would be on my shortlist. All right, like twenty to one is a big big price. Now I wouldn't be certain he's going to run. Um, they might keep him at home. Um, you know, he beat Fury Road and what maybe a, a five furlong sprint, two hurdle sprint last time out in the buying hurdle. Um, and and you know, because Tiger Roll was tailed off in a in a two hurdle sprint, there was calls for him to retire, but look, we'll, we'll leave it at that. Um, look, he's a very nice horse, definitely going the right way, and the tree mall should really suit. But I would expect Fury Road to be the one going forward out of them. Um, personally speaking now i know fury road probably isn't going to run i know gordon elliott's kind of said that as well Um, so you know his, his um his kind of status is up in the air the one i'd be really fancying though um because i think he could get an easy lead here i know it's the stairs hurdle and there's there's horses in here for the laugh and and you know there's out of all the championship races at the festival the stairs hurdle is the one that's most likely to turn up a shock or the most likely to have a full max field just because i don't know if it, it it's probably not fair to describe the race as an afterthought but then again nobody breeds a stairs hurdle winner Um, look anyway and the horse i'm coming down on is flooring porter uh for gavin cromwell and pace angle, pace angle. yeah like i i like it's not the it's it's probably out of every single race on the 
out of the whole four days, it's probably going to be the most difficult race to make all the running in. And just because of the nature of it, with the two hurdles and the final seven furlongs, and you know, a, a max usually a max field stalking you. Um, but like I look through this field, and you know, Flooring Porter will be able to take them along most likely in his comfort zone because we have to remember he's only six, and we don't know where his ceiling is. Um, and his two wins this season beating the bosses oscar who the handicapper absolutely spanked by the way for the pretend so i feel sorry for anyone that backed him um look um you know he was getting a pound off the bosses oscar in the in a handicap at navin and jonathan moore just went out the horse just pulled himself to the front and he took a breather just before he was to come around the home turn and it looked like he was going to get swallowed up and the horse was only getting going um and he, he ran off with them completely just dismantled a, 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 a decent field that was 50 grand to the winner. And you had the likes of Maze Runner in behind there. Um, I don't know, Shattered Love was in there for the laugh, I think, as well. The boss's Oscar was second. The name escapes me, who I'm pretty sure was having a good time and things on the flat beforehand was third. So it was a decent race. Um, and then he comes out like in a very, very brave move. He he goes for the, the Christmas hurdle at Leopardstown for over three miles. And again, the field just completely disrespect him. He comes back to the field after the second last, but again, Johnny Moore just filling him up and he goes again. He beats the storyteller and Sire de Berlay and Fury Road. And it's it's just a really you know, it was it was just a, a kind of a taking performance because it was a, a performance you'd feel that was just gonna kind of be like, oh, yeah, but that won't happen in March. But how do we know that's not gonna happen in March? Because we don't know how good this horse is with these tactics over this trip. Um and you know, I, I just don't see anything that unless unless an absolute rag annoys him on the front end, which is always possible in a race like this, and you'd just be kind well, of praying. Yeah, like again, he'll burn him off after a mile though. You know, like he just you wouldn't I wouldn't worry about little Rockefeller at the age of ten and all in no disrespect no. to the horse. Um you know second last or so now, he yeah. will, yeah, and then he'll probably start feeling the pinch like like Willie Mullins found Nichols Canyon down the back of his couch to win the race when when he was second, um like it is a race that just that can always have the potential of happening. But you know you have to respect Time Hill, you have to respect Paisley Park. I understand that, but Flooring Porter could just wind these up if if nothing decides to go with him. And I would just be praying for the love of God that Jonathan Moore doesn't see stars in his eyes after the second last and kicks for home. He needs to hold on to this horse. I'm sure it'll be told to him until at least the final hurdle just hold on for as long as possible because we know the horse stays well we know he has a really willing attitude we know he loves out in front he'll jump from hurdle to hurdle he'll bring this field along and i i really would be i i'd be really fancying no horse to really get to him um and and and, you know if if they do just disrespect him like he has been like he was disrespected at leopard sound the last day there is a good chance he'll 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 get away from these and and you know we could be looking at a dominant horse for the years to come in this division because as i said he is only six if you um just a question about that andy if, i mean personally i think he mm-hmm. needs to kick second last um you think he needs to kick he goes on that bridle oh um, you, you can't not you can't kick up to that second last uh, you, you could though <laughs> you see it every time, you see it every year though you see it every year in the martin pipe like some little, some young apprentice just gets excited and goes for home. And he's not even placed. 
and um, we see it every single year like I, the, the reason you remember like you're probably going back a long time now but the the year Tully east was a novice hurdler go back and watch the martin pipe and I, I can't remember who was riding him, but the stars were in his eyes. He kicked for home, and I don't know how the horse was placed, but it was that, and that was a monstrous effort. But it it happens. I, I'm even off the top of my head. Who remembers um, at the November meeting last year? I think it was Manella Encore. What price did he go in the run when he kicked for home after second last in that three mile in that three mile hurdle? You'd want you'd want feeling them coming down the hill for the climb hmm. because it's it's such a long run to that last hurdle. You could probably you have a better chance of kicking on the old course, but you'd want to be you'd want to be, and it would take so much because you hear you can hear all the horse. If you look behind you, they're all off the bridle, but you'd want to be just sitting still and filling that horse down that hill and let them get to you, and then you can kick for them around the corner. And the problem is, if you haven't won many races at Cheltenham, and even for people who have, you're you're full of horse coming down the hill, and you'll just want to go and it'll channel down into the horse and by the time you get to that the bottom of that hill remember it's a three mile race and it's it's such a long run you know there's no that you have to feel your horse coming down that hill because there's nothing to jump until like what's the last hurdle like the furlong from home is it even a just furlong? over a fur, yeah it's a fur, furlong and a half yeah you know wait a minute uh, andy i think i lost you for about 20 seconds when you saw that florin pool did you mention this now this could possibly be in a a hassle to free run up he, he could be but like he, he was prominent last year wasn't he i don't think he was right no, up in the thick of things he was just off the pace like yeah. flooring porter we know he he's going really to go quick forward. last time sorry go on. Mm. no and that's the thing is i'd say out of all the races and all, like out of all the races and all the tracks three miles in the stairs hurdle it's probably the most difficult race in in the calendar to probably make all in um, and yeah. you would have to bear that in mind, but look, it is what it is, and I, I just think this is Jonathan Moore had at Cheltenham. Um, oh, of course, he will. He's a stable jockey. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, you, you've caught me on the hop with that one now. Yeah, um, he's probably not had many, has it? Again, it wouldn't worry me because I'm, I'm sure there'd be someone in his ear, you know, letting him know, and he'd probably know himself. He'll walk yeah. the track, he'll you know yeah, the, um, the reason i the reason i said that i feel that he needs to kick earlier he does he travels very well he does mm. and you've seen that you saw that in the last race the, the reason i say it is because if he takes if he if he the, the longer he stays on that bridle and the longer he, he carries on it the better it will go for time hill the best traveling horse in this race off the pace 100 percent way better than paisley park paisley park comes off the bridle three furlongs out and he, he stays on late you saw that at cheltenham when he was beaten in seventh last year you saw that at ascot last time he was way off the pace and he was still getting scrubbed along but he stayed on well the, the one thing i think what might help florian porter and and you know johnny moore with that urge to kick is there's no crowd you will not hear anything all you hear is the thud of of hills into the ground so you know i'm sure you know when you're coming down that hill and, and you might hear the, the gasp and a bit of a roar you're not going to hear that so it might be a little bit more relaxed this time and and less of an urge to to just let the horse go it's, it's fascinating this day, so it really is this year I, I, I think it's more wide open than ever um saying that though I, i'm sure i reckon steve agrees with me but you like time hill don't you steve? 
I do. I'm still a bit annoyed that Ronald Pump's out because that was where most of my money was. Um, no, I agree. Too. Yeah, Tarnil, I know. Think, I think Ash got where he jumped and travelled. Love, I just think he got lonely in front and idled a bit. And I think it was the best places yeah. with Paisley Park. I really echo that sentiment. The thing with Paisley Park is these flat spots. I know, like, when you look back through the years, uh, Big Bucks, English Driver, um, Barracuda, it was all bone idle. They were horses that they definitely hit them flat spots, but they got away with it because I think they were a bit close to the pace. But Paisley Park got away with it two years ago when he was at his peak. I just, with another year on his back, and I know he's had his problems and he's come back, which is great because he's, yeah, yeah. he's, he's a bit of a public horse, isn't he? Like, especially with the connections with the owner and that, like everyone loves him. But I just, um, I just, I just think he'll get too far back, and I just don't see him pulling it back this year, especially if the ground's a bit quicker as well. I can think he'd be too far back to actually get out of jail. No, I, I agree, especially, um, with the, especially with the pace of floor and porter that he's going to get. That he's going to exactly, get yeah. And like, it's not just that one. Like I said, Liz and the grass as well. It, it, it could be yeah. a it could all come back and go too quick and it could be set up for him perfectly. But I just, I think Tiny, like you said, he travels so well. Yeah. I think he's better. I think he's traveling better this year than he was last year. Um, I, I maybe I'm agree with ground being quick. I keep talking about quick ground every time we speak. There's no guarantee it's going to be, they're going to water as well, aren't they? But, Maybe um, said good for soft, didn't he? It was a prediction. But Sider absolutely deserves his place in this. Like he's at two cracks of the per temps. If you do fancy him, we'd have to have a little. We'd have to have a little bit on the storyteller as well. So he was so close in the race last year. Yeah. Uh, Roxana, I feel. I hope I don't contradict myself from two nights ago, but I think Roxana would be better in a two and a half mile race, even though he probably improved a lot this year. But um, I just, I just think Tyneil. I think he's. He's got youth on his side as well. I just, I think it's his year. Hopefully, yeah. I'm going to echo you there, Stephen. I'm, 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 I am, I'm firmly putting Time Hill as my nap of the festival. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not going with these short price ones or anything like that. Time Hill, he's, he's, he's three to one. He's a, he's a decent bet there. I mean, let's That's rewind cool. that Albert Bartlett last year. Let's rewind. Come on. Let, I'm having my spiel here, so let's. Go Are you going to A, Chris? Say that again. You're going each way on that three to one. No, 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 no. I think he'll be Come bigger on. on the day. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, yeah he probably will be a, bigger on the day. I mean, rewind to Albert Bartlett last year. Monkfish, Fury Road, latest exhibition. He was squeezed out. He was squeezed out and he had to come around them all and he was staying on the best out really... of those, I think. Bar Monkfish, he was staying on best of those. Like that. It's a totally different kettle of fish in a sense. He was inexperienced as well last year. 27th of November, the Newbury Long Distance Hurdle, right? He beats Paisley Park. He beats McFabulous. McFabulous took him all the way to the last right. It's one and a half furlongs out at Newbury. Um, and he kicked and he powered clear to stay on from Paisley Park, right? Getting away. Long walk hurdle. Fast forward to the 19th of December. Time jumps the last in front. And there's nothing taking him there. He jumps the last in front. Now he needs a horse that's going to take him to the last hurdle. He's the best traveller in this race for me. Florin Porter, I've got it noted down here that Florin Porter is the pace angle in this. He is going to take him right to that last hurdle and then he is going to power past Florin Porter with Paisley Park staying on, only to third. There's the tri-cast. There's the tri-cast. tri-cast is Time Hill, Florin Porter and, Ty- and Paisley Park. And Keep talking. <laughs> he is the best traveller in the race, right? But history tells us 
it doesn't win you this race. You do not want to be sitting on a classy horse on this race. You do not want to be sitting on a horse who picks up the bridle here. You want to be on a horse who's behind the bridle and you're just asking them. You have to wake them up. You ask them to pick up with the rest of the field. Because if you pick up the bit here, by the time you get to the bottom of that hill, you've lost a lot of that energy you need to get to the line in front. And raise your nickels, can you, though? Although that's really being a genius, I think, more than... Yeah, you know... <laughs> We were talking about Volalavadet, wasn't we, Dick, the other day? Yeah, Volalavadet was an outstanding ride, right from the back, but she didn't win, you know, and it's the horses, it's your English drivers, it's your big bucks, they are, they race behind the bridle, and they need to be asked to improve, whereas you don't need to ask Time Hill to improve, he wants to do it himself, and that's where he's born in the energy he needs to see this race out. Now, like, he, he could win some of them, but I don't think he'll win this one, you know, and I don't think he'll be far away, and he will travel like the winner, I just think he's too classy for the race, and that, like, that maybe that's a compliment for him, but for this race, on this on this race course, he's too classy, and he'll pick up the bit, and he'll waste too much energy. Best traveller in the race last year was Ronald Pump, you agree? Um, Jays, I can't remember, Chris. Ronald oh, Pump, yeah, he was challenging up at the last, and then he faded when Liz Nagar Oscar found, and he finished second, didn't he? Now, I'm Time Hill travels very similar to Ronald Pump, and he's not here. If if he was here, I'd be on Ronald Pump because I actually think that yeah, he's, he's a classiest star, isn't he? He's the class, yeah. And I know you're saying he's the classiest horse, and I, I get I get what you're saying, Declan, because you do need a battler for this race. But for me, I, I think that this is a very very special horse, and I think. Over three miles, he is my nap of the festival for my personally. I've been waiting for this one, so I've been I've been very lined up for that. So big war by Hampton, Chris. Oh, <laughs> You'll be eating your words, mate. I'll tell you now. Right, right. Let's. Uh, so it's myself and Stephen on time, Hill. So let's move on. Declan, what do you fancy in that one, go, mate? Jeez, I, I, I'm just laying time, Hill. No, I, <laughs> I think I went. On that. I think I went for. Um, I, I, I dodged each way best between Beacon Edge and Bakasun. Yeah. Uh, Andrew, yourself? Um, yeah, no, I do see one of the comments there. Connor Rogers saying Fury Road 20 to 1 now. If that's non runner, no bet, that's a no brainer. Um, what skill bet? I, I think he's bar, is he? He's, bar. he's, bar. Yeah, he's part of bar. You take bar for him. Wayne's given 20. Um, yeah, but, yeah, but come on, Connor. I mean, look at the race. You know, Time Hill. Was squeezed out, mate. He was squeezed out. He lost at least a length from that. I don't, think that got be. I don't think that got time he'll be. I don't think he was good enough to take the gap. But anyway, look, that we're just gonna get into another <laughs> compliment <laughs> know, if you do that. Um look, no, I'd be I'd be very confident if Florin Porter can get into a rhythm a length or two in front and Jonathan Moore doesn't get excited. Um I think he'll win this. Right. Uh James. Paisley Park, the race is going to set up for him with Florin Porter out in front. He's going to gallop past Time Hill like he's not even there. He'll be off the bridle three furlongs out and stay on well. That's what I think, mate. There we go. Uh, that was one of the longest races we've covered of the week, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the worst race. <laughs> Have we got a good one now? <laughs> right, we're moving on to Friday now. Friday. Let's go on to the Triumph Hurdle now. Um, Triumph Hurdle betting. Let's get that loaded up for us. Here we go. Triumph Hurdle. Here we go. We've got Tritonic 2 to 1. 
who was very, very impressive. That kick on the way from the last hurdle at Ascot was, was phenomenal. Zana here at nine to four. Quilixios five to one. Fred Cecile at fives. Adagio at tens. Got Duffelcorp. I think he's been hit with a setback, hasn't he? So I think Tiupu, who was quite impressive last time. Uh, 25 to one bar those. Let's go to let's go to Andrew first on this one, mate. I was I was all geared up to tell tell everybody how much of a certainty Glenn's of Antrim was for the Mayor's Novice Hurdle, and then <laughs> I have to frantically moving my notes here to the triumph. Um, yeah, no, this is um, this looks like a good renewal. Um, you know we have Tritonic by the by the stallion of the moment, see the Moon, who looks like he's going to take over the jumping world in the next couple of years. Um, and then we would have Zana here. Now, the interesting thing is that with the, with the news with Santa here and Quilixios, obviously Quilixios um, changing yards. Um, Jack Kennedy is keeping the rides on the Cheveley Park horses. Um, now, I did mention this to you lads earlier in, in a private chat, but I, I was just wondering because it did said did say that Jack Kennedy would ride Quilixios if he was free. Maybe I'm reading into this too much, but. Does he have to ride Quilixios to keep the ride on Envoy Allen and um and Bally Adam? Well, or is he allowed to mix and match? Sorry, say Rachel's taking the ride on that blue tarred, so I, I yeah, but she was in Henry's already. Um, I know, I like he's becoming you know retained yeah. by, by the, the yeah. owner exactly yeah i was just wondering maybe if he knows the horse or if it's something like that because it, it surely jack kennedy rides anna here Um, he just looks like more of a juvenile he look he looks like he's he looks faster than quilixios i think quilixios gonna need a fence next year personally he just strikes me as a a really one of these precocious national hunt types who you know he won a hurdle race back in march um and you know he, i think he could take the apple tar route next year go chasing as a four-year-old rising five into his five-year-old career um and look we've seen that with, with how, how well all mankind has, has done doing that this year um i just don't see the triumph hurdle suiting quilixios I, i'm not sure what it is i'm not sure if he just strikes me as a stare um, and i know stairs win the triumph but you know they're usually stairs in two or three years time they're not usually stairs as four-year-olds um so I'm I'm just a bit cold on Quilixios. Um Tritonic, I, I like I lost my I lost my marbles on, on solo last year. I was just so impressed by him and the Adonis. And it's it, it's just left the Adonis in a in a sour I'm just soured on the Adonis now as as a race, and it's nothing on Tritonic, it's just the fact that he's ran in the race. Um I personally think that Santa here should be favourite on what he's done. He hurdles so fluently. He's won off a very quick gallop um, at Fairy House. Then he's won off a really sedate gallop at um, uh, at Leopardstown at Christmas time. And he's been freshened up for this particular race. Um, I think if Zanahir ran last week and Tritonic ran a month, month ago, I think Zanahir would be favour. Um, so, and I think they will correct themselves in the day. I think there'll be a, a good old fashioned punt on Zanahir. Um, and then we have Adagio, who had a slight bout of colic, according to an article that came out yesterday, and he missed a week or two. It wasn't a serious bout. Um, he's probably the overpriced horse in the race on the back of his win in the finale at Chepstow. Um, 
he was bought out of a claimer actually um in france so like very well bought by the pipe team they've had a great great fun with him already he owes them absolutely nothing he he could probably do a job on the flat if they want to send him back for some top staying handicaps he's rated 87 on the flat and I, he's probably well in off that and um, what he's shown over fence or uh, over hurdles he looks relatively ground versatile Um, it was testing a chepstow but it was it was better ground earlier on in 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 the winter and that race at cheltenham where he's beaten five lengths by duffelco and um, it is worth noting that he was that was only eight days after his hurdling after he won at warwick um quite impressively the race might have just came a bit too soon for him after after uh after that particular win at warwick um you know so i do think zana here is the most likely winner of the race but you know you can back the winner but if there is you know adagio if if you're getting a double figure price on him and it is that that article that came out yesterday is actually shortened on the back off the back of that article which is a bit ridiculous but um you're still getting a double figure price i think he's a general 12 to 1 shot i don't know what what skill back go there chris so again mate here we go i'm gonna load it up take price yeah you're getting 10 to 1 um you might get bigger on the day um you know it, it'd be with santa here and adagio i'd probably actually do a forecast to be honest with you um I, I i think i like them both but I'll, I'll always go with the bigger price so it would be adagio for me thanks very much andrew let's come to steven next hey steven's muted himself yeah. well done steven Vlad. <laughs> sorry boys sound open a shut case that sounds a bit extreme but it was visually exceptional, wasn't it, Kempson? He done his, he's plenty short enough now. And I guess it could be argued, you know, he's, he's one round Ascot and Kempton, you sort of your park track sort of thing. Could Cheltenham be a bit more of a grueling test for him? But he, he, I don't think so. I think he still ran green as well, Kempton. I think he actually he could actually improve again. Um, and he's already mentioned Quixios and uh, French Seal. I'm not too sure what to expect from him. We don't know whether French Seal is going to run. Um, like Andy said, we actually like I've been back in Adagio pre Christmas for the actual for the poodle size of it. Obviously, his rating's too high now, so he goes in this if he's obviously none, none the worse for that. Uh, short touch of colic, but I do like tried some. Uh, there was that race on Sunday, wasn't it? T Hoopoo, uh, beat Tax for Max. Um, it looked like a little bit of an egg and a spoon race at the time, but I wouldn't be surprised if them two turned out to be improving animals. Just wonder what the boys may think on tax for Max Rovery will run. Because it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me if he improved a lot for that debut. He was beating seven lengths, but I I think he's a it wouldn't, wouldn't be a big shot to me. Would do you think he would go deck or I, I think he could win the, the race at Punches Town. Like he, he still has a, a big pair of layer roadies hanging out of him as well. He's still a cold, so. hey, hey. And, um, you know, I, I think uh winging <laughs> they're, they're, they're bouncing around his ankles. Um, I think he's going to be a good horse. I thought that was I was very very impressed with that run. And yeah, because he, he, he went with a more experienced animal for quite a long way, didn't he? It was just yeah. like oh, he, he like he pulled like an absolute train early on. Like I'd say, Paul's arms have, have grown a couple of inches, you know. But I I think he I'd like to see him skip here and maybe go to Fairy House and then go to Punchestown and he'd probably be winning the race at Punchestown. Whereas 
it, look, it might be different this year. We're still going to find out. But a normal festival could absolutely blow his mind. Oh, he wouldn't get to the start on a normal festival. You know, with that atmosphere and those balls bouncing around his knees, there's no way he'd get to the start. Oh. Burning victory, did it race? It was one or two runs before the triumph last year. I think it was only the one, wasn't it? Yeah, she's unbeaten over hurdles. So, yeah, that was it. She won the grade three ferry house race on her first ever run, and then she went and won the triumph in fortunate circumstances. But, uh, yeah, just no, it's on, the second run, so it's not, it's not added. just on tax for Max, I think he'll win the Supreme next year. Same. Yeah, agreed. if he doesn't win the, the race at Pontestown, just geld him and put him away for the season. I think they'll just give him, yeah. I don't think you'll see the best of him till next year. I think he'll win the Supreme next year. That's interesting. Are you lucky if he doesn't win the race at Pontestown? But you know, will he just enter him? Will you have forgot he's entered run him? Yeah, on the day and he'll win, and, and then you're going, shit, what's he gonna run in next year? Get give him get the air off. off. Well, we better want to beat him, he could be a good animal as well, couldn't we? Did um, T Hoop, I, I I don't think. Well, he, he, board, he beat Gal Road, didn't he? Andy? Huh? He beat Gal Road in France. He did. Yes, yeah. he did. Gal Road in France. And oh no, he didn't. He didn't beat Gal Road in France. He beat um. Good ball. The one who Gal Road beat Good Ball, is it? Good Ball. Good Ball. Good ball. Yeah. 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 Never going back to me. I, Sorry, sorry. Get back, yeah. Stephen. Get back. To Stephen. Sorry, I'm, I'm going to call order here. <laughs> no, sorry. I'm, I was just like I I feel like I tried to anyway. I think he'll win. And then King targets a race every year. He's had a few winners at a race. You had to be impressed with him last time, didn't you, Stephen? That, that kick away from the last was phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, James, yourself? We've mentioned the Adonis and the disappointment and the sort of scar it's left on some people. You mean and it, me, it... the Adonis. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I think I mean Declan actually. <laughs> and the sort of horses that have flopped in it. You saw those with Dishian, Zabair, Beltor. You have to go back to 2011 to really find someone. Uh, well, I think it was Zarkanda that used the race to then go on to mm -hmm. the Triumph. And it was, it was a second string for Nichols as well, wasn't he? I think he was a favourite that year. But... Yeah. Um, so he wasn't obviously fancied, which does leave a slight worry for me. I was really impressed in what he did. I didn't think Kempton had suited him whatsoever. I thought he'd, I think in time, he'll want another four or five furlongs, um, which sort of marked him up a bit in my book. And I was impressed with, with how he did it, but I think the price has completely gone on him. I think seven to four on him is fairly stupid. I think Zana here should be favourite. On what he's done so far this season, but I, I think Tritonic the value's gone in it with him. A horse I've uh, slightly off a cliff with after his debut win was Umdor. Um, I really, really liked the the way he went in that uh, Goran Park Juvenile, and he was looking like he was going to scoop past to to Hoopoo at Fairy House when coming down at the last. And there's a lot of question marks on whether he was going to be. Have enough like enough in the tank to go past him he, he absolutely tanked paul townsend uh arms out and uh, in the end the more and more watching the more i think surely he must have got home last time at leopardstown he was far too keen jumped horrendously and i'm willing to just give him one more chance in this i've seen 40 to one around which i think's yeah an overprice uh and if he, if he'd have stayed on his feet with tahupu he wouldn't be that price here and for that reason, I think he's in each way. Bet. 
maybe that maybe that fall took a little bit out of him. Mm-hmm. Probably yeah, maybe, might have, maybe, but if you're offering forties about him, on yeah. his feet though, James, he'd be a shorter price, wouldn't he? Mm. So I, I just think the value's there in him. Same ownership as the favourite as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, who have we not come to in this race now? Declan. Well, you, you know, you, you probably could have skipped me because you know my opinion of the flat rats. Yeah, I'm <laughs> sorry. Look, <laughs> I, I, Tritonic was quite good at Kempton, but just judging his two races, the Ascot run and the Kempton run, you know, Ascot definitely a stiffer track. You know, you can argue that that was his first run over hurdles. Am I right? That was his first run over hurdles. Yeah. But you can see, you can certainly argue he's improved to Kempton and he's, he's improved better than the horse would be. Um, but I, I, he may struggle around Cheltenham, and I think it's a reaction, and it's probably it's probably a reaction that you know we could be entering Friday, with, and the Brits have no winners, so they, they, they've shot, they've shot one in favour here. Uh, but you know he, he wouldn't be for me. Zanahir won easily at at Leopardstown, and I, I won't have an awful lot to say on, on all these. Um, French Seal was very impressive. You know, I, I, the fact he went around the last hurdle, I think he'll stay, and you do need to stay. We've mentioned the, the new course already, and he's mentioned that a lot of juvenile hurdlers turn into stairs. I think French Sale is one who'll stay. He's now with Willie, so he'll, have, he'll be up and down that heavy gallows. He'll be finding the muscles he never knew he had. Quilixilocks. Quilixilocks. He's a great moment. You mean Goldilocks? Yeah, <laughs> he's a uh, not talking about you, Chris. That's not me. I don't even have shorty locks. Uh, he's a great one winner at Leperstown. He, if you can take, if you want to take a literal line through Saint Sam, there's form to find with Zana here. Look, I think the the early season form has been overlooked, and Duffelco had all the form when he beat Adagio. All the form was there, and it's very disappointing that Duffel Coat has had the setback. But I have liked Adagio through Duffel Coat for a long, long time. Like we, we were covering those early races on here, and I think Duffel Coat beat Adagio at Cheltenham. Is that right? You know, we, we were covering those races, and I think that form has been overlooked because it's early season. Adagio has won a grade one at. So, and I thought he was quite impressive that day, and he battled well. And you need to be tough, you know. And you, on this new course, you need to be tough, and you need to battle well. And I, I think he's a great price. Um, just touch on Tax for Max and Tia, but I suppose we already we touch on them. You know, I think Tax for Max, if if he was, if he skips Cheltenham, I don't think he wins the Supreme next year. Um, because I think it's a good race before the end of the season. Because you know, Willie's got to have supreme horses next year, he'll find them somewhere. You know, he'll find them down the back of the couch, he'll go out to take the wine in out of the fridge, out, out in the shed, and he'll find them like you know, there'll be one there hiding behind the keg. So he's not worried about next year's supreme horses yet. He probably has already bought horses who are having a year off. You know, there could be horses in his yard from France, there could be point to pointers who are having downtime at the moment. Who could, you know, well, I suppose the point to pointers would go bumpers, but the horse from France could be having the year off. So I think he'll run tax on Max. I think 
Fairy House probably comes quick. Easter's early this year, is it? The first weekend yeah, in, in April, you know. It's the end of March, like you know. If he skips here, he could go and win. He could go and win a Fairy House because a lot of these, you know, or and a lot of the um, Fred Winter horses won't be turning up a Fairy House because it's so close. So, Atifo has has been very good. Um, he was impressive again the last day. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't, he's probably not going to be up to winning this. Look, it's Adagio, all the values about Adagio, and these, these flat rats, you don't know what you're going to get from them, but, you know, there's good solid form there, and I, I like that early season form. Let's go over our selections for that then, race. Um, yourself, you duffel coat, Declan? <laughs> Sorry, what, who? Are you duffel coat or Adagio? It's Adagio, isn't it? Is is double is double co in or out? I wouldn't say he's gonna run. No, I don't like I was just saying when double coat was out. To be honest, if a double coat's alive and kicking and running the other race and absolutely hack up in the handicap because you know if, if you're saying he's better than the triumph winner, he's probably well handicapped on his early season form. So but no, Adagio in this race for me. Adagio James. Um, to try tonic, but the price has gone, so I'll go humidor each uh, humidor each way. Stephen, uh, try tonic, but despite what the boys said, I think if Tex from X did run, I'd have a little, I'd have a bit each way on him. And Andrew, um, yeah, purely at a price thing, it would be duff or duffel coat, Jesus Adagio. I was just looking at duffel coat, he actually has an entry in the Valleymore and the Albert Bartlett. So if he ran in the Albert Bartlett as a four-year-old, because he did look like he was a real stayer already, what would he carry? About eight stone <laughs> after the after the age allowance and probably yeah. They they they'd need to get bleeding. Who's going to get yeah, to ride that? I don't know. Get Holly Doyle maybe. Not, that, that's what I'm saying for for Willie Mullins to ride ride Kilcrow. Get all the all the lead on the saddle for Kilcrow, but she wouldn't need to if if, if Duffelcoat rocked up in the in the Albert Bartlett. <laughs> <laughs> right, thanks for that, guys. We're moving on to the next race on Friday's card, which is Al the Albert Bartlett Hurdle. Um, on the three miles, it's a grade one. Um, Stephen, we want to come to you last on this, as you've already mentioned, so let's go to Andrew first on this one, Andrew. Oh, thanks, Chris. You're welcome. Um, yeah, look, this is... Um, Potato race. Yeah, it un unusually took shape last year with some with an absolute exceptional renewal. Um and there was even some buzz around Alaho when he won it, or when he won it, when he ran in it two years ago, and it was subsequently won by Manella Indo. Um, you just get the feeling it's kind of getting back to basics though this year. Um, you know, just like God knows, you know, these, these are like you know your Albert Bart. That's usually your finished, almost your finished articles turning up in hurdle races, which is again probably grossly unfair to say, but. Um, Oh, it, it's 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 a race I'd I'd always usually wait for on the day. Out, again, outside of last year, um, even just looking like the aforementioned Killer Kane with the entry, like, like that horse Kane. needs hey, what Not trip to see mm. <laughs> Um, the one I the one I came down on early season, um, and it has been worrying me because he's he's been a, you know, he's been taking a bit of a walk on the exchanges, which is usually quite telling. Um, but it's Jesse Harrington's Ashdale Bob. Um, now he I, was quite, I, huh? I thought he was ill. Is he out? I think he is because yeah, I, I, I was heavy on him for the, the Ballymore, and 
I thought all my anti posts were the open smoke. He's still, he, he's, still he's still quoted here and and he's he was yeah, like he was taking a walk on the exchanges, so that makes sense, right? Well look, if, if Ashdale Bob was to run, he would have been my selection. Uh, the other one I came down on was he was mentioned a little bit um in the pod two days ago. I think there was a comment on on the chat about him. Um was Adramel for Tom Lacey. Now, if this is the horse, in my opinion, that that could still, you know, rock up in this race and still have a future, you know, um, you know, a lot of these horses, as I said, are just dour stayers, and they look like that's all they're kind of. They don't look like there's going to be much else to come. Uh, but Adramel's only actually been beaten once in his life, and it wasn't a champion bumper, and realistically, that was just never a race that was going to suit the horse. Um, he's been taken along slowly, and and really really well in my opinion by by tom lacy i think he's done an excellent job with him um and i fancied him for the tall work in in real tough ground and he was a non-runner on a self-certificate that day so um for whatever reason tom lacy just wasn't happy and, and took him out which is fine uh he rocked up then at warwick um giving weight away in the lemmington uh he beat mint condition and make me a believer now again that form wouldn't really make you leap out of your seat or anything like that but he showed a really willing and battling attitude over a shorter distance. So that tells me that the horse has a bit of pace to him. He jumps well, he can travel well, but more importantly, he can find off the bridle, which is what you really need in Albert Bartlett. And obviously the three miles is a clear question mark, um, but it wouldn't bother me too much in relation to this race, because I, I don't think the caliber of opposition that he's facing here is head and shoulders better than what he'd be facing in the Leamington. Obviously there is the likes of Statler and um, a few others. Like I, I know, I know one of the lads has a, has a big prize fancy for this. So I'll wait on him. Um, you know, there, there's Statler coming from Ireland and then outside of Ashdale, Bob, who you lads said obviously isn't running um, unless fighter Allen improves for the trip. Um, and then of course, Fakira, but but Fakira to me like they're they're slow and then they're slow, um and then for me oh. Fakira I, I think Fakira will be falling out of the back of the telly, um and and like you know really steaming home but I think even the three miles is going to be too sharp for Fakira, um so you know I think I think he needs a, a Midlands National or a or a paid up national trial or a, a you know a, one of these, um like a a, a risk of thunder cross country chase at at, at punches town in bottomless conditions to see the best out of Fakira. So um so what what I'd be going with here would be um Adramel, but it, it's not a race I'm probably gonna have a bet in to be honest with you. Thanks very much for that Andrew. Um James you've got a big shot in this one haven't you? Yeah I like the Gavin Cromwell train vanilla. Um he on on his rules debut I, I thought he ran with a lot of credit and I thought that'd be the last time we'll probably see him over two mile three and then and he ran over that same distance at Nice in a race where he beats uh, Statler and Fantastio de Len. And I, I thought it was impressive in how he did that. Um, he then bumped into Farouk de Len in uh, a Limerick grade two. And I just feel like that race sort of got away from him. Uh, Farouk de Len was better placed and uh, he was staying on all, all the way towards the finish. And another furlong and I think he would have had him. And, and this race is obviously of that. Last time out at Leopardstown in the Nathaniel Lacey. Um, it, the false start really screwed him over, to be honest. He was looking to be racing fairly competitive. And the false start came and he, he lost his position, was at the back, never really travelling. 
Um, maybe maybe now that distance was maybe too short for him. Um, but I, I just feel like he got messed around last day and that sort of pushed his price out for this. And I think 40 to 1's a fair old each way price for a horse that's got a fair amount of decent form in the book. I, like you said, Fakira is slow and I think he will probably be in the placings. But at 40 to 1, I think Vanilla's overpriced. Yeah, I echo your sentiments on that one. I do like Vanilla myself. Um, Declan, yourself? Oh, I disagree with Andy. I, I can't believe he's haunting me like that. I can't believe, like, this race, apart, like, maybe people are getting sucked into last year's race, but this is, this is the ultimate Tommy Whittle trial, isn't it? You know, that's Tommy Whittle horses. He's going to be going outside up for the next few years. Yeah, look, I, I, I did make the note, I says, if, if, Fikiri is not outpaced. And look, Andy, he hasn't been out. He wasn't outpaced at Leopardstown, you know, in what's a classier race than this is. And I don't think he will be outpaced. I think if he's outpaced, they've gone a crazy gallop and I think they'll all be coming from the back and I think the race could be an absolute mess then. Uh, but he looks a real Albert Bartlett horse to me. He stormed home behind the likes of Ashdale Bob over two and a half miles. You know, maybe he hasn't got the pace for the two and a half mile races, but I think for an Albert Bartlett, yeah. I look, look all right, there's the niggling doubt. There, I do have the niggling doubt, but he's got to be fast enough. I think on those two and a half mile runs, the, the graded runs around Nace or, or Navin are probably both of them. He does have the pace to go with them. He's just lazy. He is the horse I was talking about earlier that has to be just ask him to improve, you know, you just go, all right, fella, come on, wake up, we're in a race here, you know, he goes forward a little bit, and then he starts looking around at the trees and the houses, and, you know, he's wondering what's going on, sorry, fella, we're in a race here, let's go again, I think he just, he only does what he's asked to do, and he will be storming home, we've seen him storm home all season, and uh, he's, yeah, look, he's, he, I think he's a proper Albert Bartlett horse, and, you know, trainers get this race wrong every year. It took Willie a long time to get his head around this race. Classy horses, you know, for as hard as they find it in the Stairs Hurdle, they do not get home here. Even Gordon has ran No More Heroes here. He's ran Death Duty here. Classy animals. And they do just not get home, especially when they're so inexperienced. That run, like I'll say it again, probably starting to bar people at this stage. But that run between the second last and the last is so long. And unless you're really willing to sit for, I don't know, three, five seconds. And three, five seconds is, the horse covers an awful lot of ground. Really to fill that horse up, you know, it, it, it's just so tough on them. And even when you turn for home, it's a long, long run to that last hurdle. People really, really underestimate it. And there's there's two classy. I, I only I only wrote down a couple of them. Like Statler, I, I don't think he has the profile. Barbados Books has an awful lot to prove. I think the fact he's in those colours and there's books in his name, people are going. He's going to win. You know, a three mile hurdle on the new yeah, part. People rubbing hands together there, Declan. Yeah, you know, oh, Barbados Books is, is that is that is that big book son? People are saying. That's an extra seven letters than big. <laughs> 
Big buck there, 30%, you know. Sorry, Graf, he's probably races two or three again. Andy, Andy had a good point about Adramel. He's a horse I really like. Um, and he's very, very tough. That run the last day, um, I thought was very, very good. He really, really toughed it out, very likable, and does have a nice profile for this race. Um, Vanillier that James mentioned, I think he could improve an awful lot for this test, but look, I, I picked Fakir out very, very early on in the season, and I just think, even the last day when he stormed home, there's horses who couldn't go with them that day. That was a good race, that two-mile six race at Leperstown. And, and when he stormed home there, I thought, yeah, he's going to be he's going to be that horse off the bridle. When I say he's off the bridle, he'll be getting cajoled. You know, there's, there's the difference between, you know, you know, when you back that horse and he's off the bridle the whole way and he's gone nowhere, he'll be just getting cajoled along. He'd be asked to improve. And... He's just that lazy type of horse. He will storm home. He's probably quicker than we give him credit for. You know, I know you said he's very, very slow, Andy, but how slow are he going at the end of the, how How slow is Ashdale Bob going at the end of those races if he's storming home? Because I don't think Ashdale Bob has stopped to a walk. I just think this credit, this horse is, is not getting, you know, he, he's not getting the credit he deserves. He's probably faster than we all think. It's just the way the races are unfolding and then he's storming home. I'd say he's picking up once he's asked. It's what kind of Ashdale last time? Is there, is there a blood vessel or something? Ashdale Bob? Last time, yeah. We was keen, wasn't we? But did he force? Did he last time? No, he, he scoped dirty. Oh, that's right, yeah. I, I, I think he's out because I remember going, oh, well, there's, there's a lot of them. Nice race about. choice. But I think, I, I would, you know, I thought Ashdale Bob should have been running in the Ballymore, but if he wasn't going to run in the Ballymore, I'd have been going back to the Supreme rather than going up to this absolute god awful race. That's a trial for the Tommy Whittle in four years' time. Potato race. <laughs> it's a good race. Potatoes just plod along anyway, don't they? Right, thanks for that, Dick. Let's go to Stephen now. Oh, cheers. Just summarise anything, um, it's interesting what James said. I, I backed Farouk Delane on the back of that race he was talking about with Vanillier. Um, it was just like everything the boys are saying, it was just slow. But every time something came in, he sort of went again. He was one of them. He didn't like when he was in front, he didn't know what was going on. And he went again and he got sort of got coloured again. And then he went again. I just thought he was sort of tailor made with this race. But the fact James is, he sort of thinks the other one could have turned him over with a bit more. Uh, with a little bit more distance, I'm, I'm probably going to tell him for a little bit in a 40 to 1 each way. But um, is it, is Angola going to run in this? Mm, doubt it. Who? Angolo. He, he pulls over two miles, never mind three miles. Holy <laughs> Jesus. I wouldn't want to be sitting on him. I'm just, I'm just completely lost with the race. Like, it's like going down Dex Road with Fakir. Like, he's got to be, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> he's that horse is snow. Uh, like, no, I don't want to get cancelled. Uh, no, he wouldn't be. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, like they're completely different, but no, um, they're um, I'm not like happy and the gold of the horse. I'm lost with this, Chris. I, I'm sort of going around, coming around to what Dex thinking of Kira. Like, at least he finishes his races off well. But you need to be slow in this race to still be. <laughs> it gives you a chance of still being in the running in the last mile. But 
like I said, I've got a button for Oak Delane at 33s. I'm, I'm happy now. He's, on, he's about 12 to 1 shot. I will tell James in with that Vanillier at 40s. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna I'm, gonna I'm really am at a loss with it, Chris. Statler, Statler looks slow, but the fact he he wasn't beaten too far by um, Galliard de Menil. He still finished third. Like He'd probably tailor made for this race, but a 5 or 6 to 1 shot, I'll, I'll probably stick with what I've got. Wise idea, wise idea, Stephen. So, your selection, Stephen, is tell everybody. Farouk Delane and Vanillier. Vanillier. That's me, you, and James on Vanillier. Is that right, James? It is, all the way. Each way. Andrew's it's still four ways, is it? Yeah, tell us don't waste our money on Vanillier. I'm going to do that now. Uh, I, I just, I'd be a good race between him and Fakira for seventh place, I think. Well, oh. No, like, oh. other than that, yeah, and I'll be with Adramel here. Um, it's again, it's not a race I'd be like, you know, I'll, I'll probably be getting the refreshments during this race. Like, it's it's not really a race yeah. that kind of, um, I think that's already... where Declan's gone right now for refreshments and or <laughs> either that or a leak. Oh, there he is. Right, that brings us to the end of the Albert Bartlett. Now, this is the last race we're going to cover for Friday, which is the Cheltenham Gold Cup. Probably the big race of the whole festival, everybody always thinks. But obviously, there's loads of great ones everywhere, but everybody looks forward to the Gold Cup. Let's bring in the betting for the Gold Cup. And we see that we've got Album Photo at 9 to 4, Champ at 9 to 2, Apu Tard at 6s, Royal Pagale at 8 to 1, Kenboy 9, Santini Manila Rindo at 12s, Native River and Frodon at 14 to 1. This is where Neve will be going mad because she loves Frodon and. Brian Frost, just like Declan does, and uh, Alaho at twenty-five to one. We've got the bar who is thirty-three to one. Um, let's start with you, Declan, on this one. The Gold Cup album photos to lose. You think? Look, do you know what? I, the way the season has worked out, I think if, if album photo didn't run at all this season, he'd probably be a shorter price. <laughs> you know, th this horse. It might take 10 years for this horse to get the credit he deserves. And now one night Andy said to me, it's because he has a shit name. And it is. He's so unsexy and he should be, it should be anything, but he, he smashed Ruby up. He was involved in the time at Punchestown when Townend decided to go around the fence, you know, absolutely cleared out the field, let Gordon have the one, two, three home. And, Looked like you handed him the title only for Willie to win it, pulling up by the last day. You know, the horse should be really, really famous, but he's not. And, and this is what happens. People are starting to knock the, the stay and chase division now. Now, I, I remember the likes of Quella Spree winning, you know, what is now the Irish Gold Cup. It was the Hennessy at the time. You know, we the chasers riding around. After... After Conto and Denman, there was nothing around for a few years, but the division is very, very deep at the moment. And I've said it before on here, I think we're living in a golden generation of staying chasers. But because they're becoming more and more exposed as the races go on, we're going, oh, well, what did he be? And this is what happens when you have a really exceptional horse. It, it doesn't matter what he be. Even if it was a bad area, History tells us that the Gold Cup, the test alone, is enough to finish a horse. Not winning the race is enough to finish the horse. 
you know, he's won her off. He's won her off a decent pace. He's won her off a slow pace. He wasn't the best novice chaser, but he improved dramatically. And, you know, in comparison, Manel Indo was an exceptional novice and he's been found out in open company. But he's been found out in open, open company because it is, it, it's a decent, it, it's a very deep division. And this may took a long time to get the credit he deserves. He's only starting to get it in the last two, three years, to be honest. And it'll take Albion Foe a long time to get the credit he deserves. And, you know, not only is he built for the race, he's actually campaigned, especially for the race. He goes to Tremor and then here. He's so dangerous coming into this race. That five to two, or sorry, what 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 we got off off skill bet? Skill bet, you have got nine to four. All right, three to one with Sean Quinn. Look, that oh, give over with Sean Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> that, that could be the best value of the festival going in here because, as I said, they're all. It, they're all very, very good staying chasers. And if he wasn't around, it, it might look better. We are living in a golden generation, but he, you know, it could end up being great value. He could win again. All of a sudden, he's going for a fourth. What happens if he wins a fourth? What sort of territory are we getting into with this horse who will never get near the ratings of, you know, Cotto Star Arkle? But he just go, keeps going and, and doing the business, but there's nothing sexy about him. Now look, I, I'm fortunate enough to have, I I do have a nice price on a Plutard and look, I, I think he's comparable to Cotton Star. He has a lovely blend of speed and stamina. He's beaten Shakan Courcois, who was odds on to win the Queen Mother over two miles and he stays like a train. He looked like he could have gone around again in, in the Lexus or in the the saddles chase and look if we go back to that preview we're saying how how brilliant this race was but when we look back now it doesn't seem that good the same or what they be you know but coming up to that we're saying oh my god i've never seen a race in ireland like this and we are inclined to do that all of a sudden we start picking holes in these things and i know you know sort of, that, that's what you do you, you find find ways to beat all these horses but i just don't think we're appreciating the generation we live in in saying that i don't know what else could be album i think he's the only one really who, who could beat him well the rest are very good horses i don't think they're good enough i just think album photo is is that far clear of the rest of these horses despite what ratings say and um, champ what to say about champ you know he, he wasn't quick enough is always in, in the RSA. Suddenly, he he takes them along in the game spirit, you know, and, and he could have won the race as well. He jumped much better, you know. You you have to hand it to him, but you wouldn't know what he's been up to. He'd say he's been down in Limerick for a while over the winter while he wasn't seen. Like we were told, there was no races for him, but I did a little uh, a spa weekend in Martinstown somehow. Well, uh, Miguel, I I mentioned him the other night. Well, I think he's he's won those handicaps very impressively. He's only beaten handicappers, and he if he does run here, he's gonna be blooded against what I think is quite a, a deep division, um, and they're all battle hardened, grade one staying chasers. Manella Indo, if you like Manella Indo, you're gonna make the case that 
he doesn't like Leopardstown. I just think that he has stepped into a, a deep division and he's probably been probably been found out. Cowboy that they're talking about him leading. I, I don't think he likes fair around Cheltenham. Um it would be interesting to see him lead. Now look, I think Cowboy is an exceptional animal. I just skip Cheltenham and I'd go to entry and then I'd go for the match with Alvin Fotwa Punchestown. Again, he did beat him the last time. He's the last horse to beat Albin Photo. And look, wouldn't it be great if Albin Photo won this Kenboy won her entry and they took each other on a, a punches town? Like that's you know that, that's what we're all watching yeah, races. Fantastic, yeah. big, big, big races. Uh Native River, if it no, not for me. I know I, I leave that on the stage. Santini could run a big race because the test suits him. The test suits him more than a lot of other tests do. Uh, I wrote down Alaha, we probably should be running here, but it sounds like he, he's you know, Ruby's taping him up for the Ryanair all year, so he's going to run there and be done for call at the end of the race. Frodon deserves his chance here, and um, Bryony will ride. And for as much stick as I give Bryony, she rolled him to sleep in, in the King George. You know, the lads want to take a good long look at themselves. It was great ride, Fantastic it, it was a great ride, you know. and you're, you're wondering, you're, you're watching it on the telly, wondering what's going on, why are they letting her do this? Are they disrespecting her? I don't know, but I, I do Korea think she's best, wasn't it? Yeah, career best, right? career best, yeah, career best, yeah, from yourself, no, fraud on, oh, yeah, clearly, <laughs> of course, it was. Look, winning the King George, I, I don't think he's up to it, and he is a bit of a high horse. You know, let me just interrupt you there, Declan, because a lad just sent me a message saying that Nichols on one of his like his uh, previews that he's doing right now has just winked into the camera and said Frodon wins the Gold Cup. Yeah, I know, but that that would you know he's talking bollocks. Paul Nichols. I, I, I mentioned earlier on the season that you know, when he went, when he won the handicap, and I didn't, he wasn't my selection, but I did say he would lump that weight around because he's running red ones and he can carry it and he would beat up handicappers all day long. He does deserve his chance to run in this race, but he, he's not going to be good enough. Um, I won't say what I'll do if he wins this race, but, you know, I hope, I hope he gets around. I hope he get a, you know, I hope Brian, he gets a good spin off. She is a really good um, chase jockey. You know, if it is, if it is going to a female, it's going to Rachel. I, I think a Plutard is very, very dangerous here. He's going into the unknown, and it's what he finds in that unknown could be what beats Albion Photo. I'm, I love to see Albion Photo win it, even though I have that really, really nice price on a Plutard early on in the season. I still love Albion the Photo, but Albion Photo to win it. But I just think the danger is when. A Plutard goes into that unknown territory, the, the trip he's never gone to before, it's it's how better he gets then would be the big danger to Albion Photo. Tell him what price you got, Deck. It's about uh, 70 to 1. In and around 70 to 1. I'll just come back, to this, uh, just come well back to this, guys, because Jamie Cod has just called Bob Ollinger an absolute certainty in the Ballymore. No one cares what's on the other ones. They're all the ones to know what's on here. Yeah, but we mentioned we mentioned that horse was an absolute certainty two days ago. Why is why is Jamie Codd not on here? 
Because, because no one like cares him. about what Jamie Codd says. He doesn't know as much as us. That's why you didn't invite him exactly. on. He doesn't know. Yeah. I'm saying this all season. You were saying, well, the jockey chose this horse. And I said, well, he's not on the podcast. That's what he's got wrong. Exactly. <laughs> we, we've already got it right that Bob Ollinger wins. <laughs> we said a few days ago. Yeah, what's he on about now? The Andy's on the brave gentleman's game, isn't he? Oh, the, the gentleman's game, yeah. yeah brave right. gentleman's game. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's go to um, James on this next one, mate. Do you want to tell us what the wins of Gold Cup this year, mate? Dex like, summed it up perfectly, in my opinion. I, I agree with most of the things he says. Um, album photo, I do think we'll take all the beating if he arrives in the same form last year. Champ, I think the step back to two miles saw him jump better because he had less time to realise what he had to do over the fence. I think over three miles, he, he has too long to look at his uh, fences. And I think that's where we saw the issue with him last season. Aplutar mentioned he stayed strongly and reckoned he could have gone round again. Um, I'm, I want to see him do that again. I'm not still not fully sold on whether he'll stay the Gold Cup distance. Um, Frodon, I don't think he's good enough to win the race. Um, Santini has become a bit of a joke. Um, just <laughs> slow, genuinely. <laughs> genuinely, I, I, I can't see that horse winning anything other than a seven mile run. Uh, he's, he's he couldn't, it's painful. He will win, James. He'll win a nice gallop round Kempton. Well, even if that's the only thing he wins, oh, I can't, I, I can't be having Santa. I could give you, you should have won last year, <laughs> and he wasn't quick enough to get into the gaps. And everyone was he, saying he wasn't, that, he, wasn't, was he, he lost his pace. He actually squares Monaleo, so you know, nobody says that Monaleo Mon- got squeezed out that gap. I've never seen the gap. Santini got squares out, like just making excuses. That's Nicky and the Cavoyer making excuses. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I can I can't have Santini with whatever. Um, I was I really like what Native River did last time, and I know he needs soft ground, and that's the main worry here. If it does come up soft, he will go well. Um, everyone might know my love affair with Lossy Translation. Um, I know he's been absolutely abysmal this season, um, and there's been reasons for them. Last time out, he travelled into the race really, really well, and he blew up, and that was really his first proper race since the Gold Cup last year and I, I do think now the price has dropped because there was after his King George disappointment there was 16 and I thought that was a ridiculous price I do think 33s is more interesting about him now um, it, bit of sun on his back back to form if he runs in this race if he runs this race like he did last year I think he'll be there or thereabouts um, but th- that's a massive question mark over that. I've, he has had a fairly disappointing season. But I think our boot photo takes all the beating. I, the price is gone. I, there's so many question marks about the horses in behind. Um, but I, I, you can't not respect our boom. Yeah, thanks for that, James. I, I agree. That's three of us already on our boom. Um, Stephen, what are you on? I feel like I don't want to try and find something to take it on with, but like the boys say... Don't do it. Don't do it. Just use your head. It just looks bomb-proof, doesn't he? Like, yep. five to two, I suppose a lot will depend on a lot of the Mullins uh, multiples are really short. I think he probably will still be short, even. Champ, like the boys said, it's I just... When you get ones that jump dodgy like that, normally the jockeys are normally a bit wary, but they stay wide and, and you end up losing up too much energy without the cover. I just... He's not for me. He's too short as well. As much as I'd love to to see him win, just to shut deck up. But um, a Plutard, 
like I said with the Ryan I'm still of the persuasion that Kenboy and Mellon went off so quick in the middle of that race and they went like hammering tongs around four or five out I think it just fell in his lap but he's got he's got the speed from from shorter trips he could do a sizing John I wouldn't I wouldn't say he can't win I just don't fancy him at the price um Manila Endo I just I can't have that after his last two runs um you guys are talking about Frodo on a native river. We'll not let that horse have anywhere near a free roam in front. Um, just what James was saying about native river leaning soft and heavy. I, I sort of agree with that to an extent, but he, he did, and I've said it loads of times on here, but he broke the track record as a novice around Antria on good ground. Mm. Um, he's 11 now, as much as I'd love to see it. I just I can't see him doing it. Um, I could just see him coming down here and get swallowed up by two or three of them. He'd probably fight back and maybe grab a place, but I just I can't see anything beating the favourite. I really can't. Andrew, are you going to try and get the favourite beaten, mate? No, I don't really want to. Really, I, I the the fan of oh, me just wants to see him win. Um, look, what I will say about Album Photo, I I I was actually you might have noticed me typing frantically on my keyboard there and it was you always see them fingerprints of yours it wasn't that i was wasn't listening i was actually frantically trying to find out what album photo translates to or what it means and it quite literally means sweet fuck all there's there's no like i don't know who named yeah. this horse but they should be arrested because it's it's the horse if i was if i was album photo i'd sue whoever named named the horse imagine for, for any royalties that he's lost because of a shit name that's all i'm gonna say Oh my god! Yeah, and but any the best at googling things and uh, mm, couldn't find that searching things, Andrew. But nothing came up. Yeah, couldn't find that whatsoever. I was like Al, and then Google Translate was like Al, and then I put in Boom, <laughs> spelled B O U M, and I told me like, Boom, Boom, Boom. <laughs> and get this, do you know what photo is in French? The French, oh, it's fucking god. photo. So it doesn't. <laughs> nothing, like, I don't know who named this horse, but it's not a. Um, look, it's from Huh? It translates as Tremor. This horse has rejuvenated a town, a seaside town mm. in Ireland. Tremor is like oh. the French of the air now. <laughs> they eat snails now whenever he comes to town. <laughs> yeah. New Year's Day, they're all sitting there eating snails. <laughs> <laughs> but um, look, no, look, I'll get back to it. Album Photo is, is he's, he's still only nine, so like the prospect of four gold cups is it's not beyond the realms of possibility. And, and as Dex said, he's been trained to the absolute minute for the race and um, now the issue is you know have these last two races taken a toll on them like that, that has to be in the back of your mind and um, like they're not machines um and it's such a t ultimate test of the thoroughbred um look the big the big danger has to be at plutar because if, if he stays this trip he's the fastest horse in the race um and that kind of goes without saying. I know Champ ran so well in a in a game spirit, but as Dex said, Aplu Tar be shotgun while Leopards down over over two miles in a, in Grade One company. So, um, look, it's he's a fascinating runner, and and it's Henry has done an absolutely phenomenal job with him, and he, he's going to be quite dangerous. As disappointing as he was in the Ryanair, you'd have to forgive him, and I, I you know, you would just get the feeling maybe he could be a better horse around leopardstown some horses just love courses but you know he has one of close brothers doing handstands but then again that is a handicap but you have to really respect that plutard um 
you start looking down like Royal Pagel stepping up from a, a the um the Peter Marsh where he beat Potter's Legend. Who's a horse I, I do like. Come into a look again. Yeah, but like Royal Pagal, like he's he's a one sixty six rated horse on the back of beating Potter's Legend, and that's just going to get you lapped here, in my opinion. Um, yeah, so now Santini's taken awful abuse, and I can see it in the comments, and a few of you guys didn't give him a chance, but you know, the Giant Bolster did sweet FA for the half the year, and then rocked up in the Gold Cup. Um, some horses just love this test, even like Lord Windermere rocked up in an RSA, then came the Gold Cup. Some horses just love Cheltenham. Um, and Santini, in my opinion, is a horse that absolutely loves Cheltenham. And I think he's a bigger danger to Album Photo than the sophomore chasers, Champ and Manella Indo, are at the minute. Um, and the reason I say that is because the RSA form is so hard to gauge. Champ, like God knows where he was. He could have been on Mars for all we know. Um, and then he rocks up in a game spirit and you can't yeah you, you can't you can't really analyze the game spirit in relation to the gold cup because it's just a completely anomaly in terms of a form line and um, manella indo wins two egg and spoon races then falls at leopardstown and then you know turns in get runs in a in a in a race in a, in a falsely run race and gets beaten by Kemboya and doesn't jump too well when the pace gets lifted again how do you kind of judge that Alaho runs in a John Durkin in the fog. So, like, the one time where we're actually going to might be able to, you know, assess the form, Alaho runs in the bloody fog and then, you know, doesn't run that well. I think he was sixth. So, he, you know, he might have hit a fence. We don't know. Um, Aplu Tard then beats him in the Savills chase. He's beaten 20 lengths in that. Did he run his race in that? If he if he ran his race there and Manella Indo and Champ kind of only got the better of him in the RSA, can you trust that form line? It's it's the most obvious form line to go on. But if you're taking that Alaho's run with Champ and, and Manella Indo in in relation to that going back to the RSA, you know, is that good enough to beat Album Photo? Is that even good enough to beat Santini on last year's running? Like, in my opinion, it's not. Um, you have to. That they, they're still they still have potential, but you cannot say for certain that they're going to improve past the likes of Santini and 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 even lost in translation if he returned to form. But I think that horse has fallen out of love with the game. Like I think he just remembers a bad experience or something. Um, and and it is sad because you know he was a very promising horse. Um, now with that said, Manella Indo does interest me because I think this is the first opportunity this season i know he's won twice but i think it's the first opportunity this season where we're actually going to see him you know not in a falsely run race or where he kind of where he doesn't fall i suppose if, if manella indo gets into a rhythm like he did in the rsa last year i think he has the most the, the biggest potential out of these to run a career best now he's going to have to run a mighty career best but I think he has the potential to do it if the, if they get into the rhythm because he was the best horse in that RSA last year. And I do not care what anybody says. He he just got lonely. He picked up again when Champ went by him. Um, and, and, you know, Champ comes in here with a whole different test. Like, I don't know how to assess Champ on, on the back of, of that run at Newbury. It was a really good run, but, there you know, this is such a different test, you know? Yeah, exactly. 
Um, now, I think Manella Indo does have the most potential, as I said, and he'd be the one I'd be going with each way. Um, and I, I know I kind of knocked his form because he will have to improve, but I think he will improve. Um, but I just really hope that Album Photo just compensates for his terrible name and just wins the Cheltenham Gold Cup and he makes the journalists write about him. Because if, if Native, like we've seen like Native River win one Gold Cup and, you know, it was like, oh, can he do the double? Can he do the double? We see nothing about Album Photo because it's just... And I, I don't get it. Um, I, like if he you wins three gold cups, I like though, don't you, Andrew? The, the, that, the witch, the British press. Ah, uh, no, I don't. I, I don't even blame the British press. We don't even see a lot about him in the Irish field. Like it's it it, this be, should be something that's really picked up on and, and celebrated, and it should be at the top of everyone's lips going into the gold cup. And it's just like going into the festival. It's just kind of not. Yeah. Um, yeah. And race needed. An absolute superstar to take our minds off obvious things. We have a horse now who, you know, I, I'm looking. You were finding it hard to get him beat, and he he doesn't do anything to make you like him. But like as I said earlier, if he didn't run, he might be shorter. People are trying to pick at the Tremor race when he was fat as a fool and go, oh, he might get beat because in January. On New Year's Day, you know, he didn't ring great. He only beat a cappella bourgeois by, you know, 20, 40 lengths or something. Yeah. Like, you know, what did he I, do on his next start? What did a cappella bourgeois do on his next start? Yeah, a cappella bourgeois come back. We all took him on last week and he's come out. I, yeah. You know, like this horse is, and the most dangerous thing about him is not only is he built for this unique test because. It's the one great one chase where you go over the three miles and you're going into unknown territory. And it's the type of the festival where you're going a yard faster than you've ever gone before. And that's what makes Cheltenham. Like, people talk, you see the hill. The hill's budgely, man. Do you know what I mean? The hill's not as big as, you know, th there's bigger climbs in racing. It's the pace you go at the festival. It's getting to the start. It's the hype. It's so many people there. It's, it's the atmosphere. And even if there's no people there this year, it, it's in the jockeys. It's in, you know what? I, 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 was, I was a bit woke up coming on to do the two podcasts this week, like, you know, because it's, it is the festival. It's, it's just there. It's building. And the jockeys will get to the Supreme. They'll still get to that start. And the nerves will be still coming down through them into the horses. And when they get to the start in the golf, it, it's getting the, a lot of getting winning these races getting to the start of Cheltenham and this horse like what he does is, is absolutely exceptional and he does it so so easy and there's just you know there's no sexy environment and they've all been as I said it's a deep division but they're all exposed now and he's better than them and you're looking at you, you can you can pick the holes in in champ because there's nines of form through Alaho Manella in though but uh, a few tired is the one that we he's deploying the ointment here. Declan, did you have your hand? Uh, sorry, Stephen, did you have your, have your hand up? Well, no, just it's talking about a lot of recognition from the public and that. But maybe he go, needs to go do something else. Obviously, he doesn't need to go do something because he's won two gold cups. But when you talk about Native River, he, he won a Hennessy off top weight, a Welsh national off top, top weight. Denman went and running Hennessy's off top weight, won it. Bob's worth one on Hennessy, you know, maybe 
he needs to do a little bit more than just the Tremor race. And I don't want to bash him. Like the Gold Cups is like the top of the tree, but you know. Hey, watch me do more than win Gold Cups. Like, what do you want them to do? Win the Champions League? Yeah, well, some people are not going to talk about it all year because they don't see him. You so. know, I know they don't see him, but the Gold Cup is the blue ribbon of racing. Handicaps are handicaps, and handicaps are becoming more, they're becoming a, a lesser grade now. It's not even like when Arkell was winning them and he changed, they had to have two handicaps. There's so many grade ones now that the handicaps, he turned up in a handicap. Give him whatever weight you would. Like, you know, we'd all get on his back and he'd be handicappers. So <laughs> <laughs> when you start talking about Arkles, that was winning with yeah. gold caps of 12 stone five. <laughs> yeah, but you don't get it. Right? Back, then, back then, if you wanted to race, you had to run in a handicap. But now we're going with the Ascot Chase, we've the Down Royal Race, we've the John Dorkin. There's, there's great ones all over the shop. So why would you run in the handicaps? So if he ran in a handicap now, as I said, we oh, no, not now, but once and them also done it before they went and won gold cups. Well, them and won a gold cup and still went back to the Hennessy. Yeah, I, 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 I know, but and look here at the rating he's at. Throw him into a handicap. Throw him into whatever handicap you want because he's synchronized. Synchronized won a Welsh national, then won a gold. Well handicapped. Yeah, oh yeah, synchronized. Like, look, as I said, after Cardo and Denman and that area, we did. The staying division did suffer. Like I, I mentioned, Quetta Spray was the dominant. Like, he, he was the best chaser in Ireland, you know. And synchronized won a gold cup beating who did he beat? Like the giant bolster. I know long, the, oh. the long run I know, but he, he underperformed, like you know. Oh, here, put a, put album photo with and he's probably a well handicapped horse. And that's the problem with the ratings, actually. You know, this time of year that comes up, the handicap. The horses entered in the handicaps, uh, especially the orange ones, they get lashed out of it. And then you come to the grade ones and you get a Suriname getting some ridiculous mark when they're not really up to it. Like, you know, the, the British handicapper has a problem. He he gives the British grade one horses ridiculous marks and he crucifies the Irish horses. And we all know that. Well, let's see him win anyway. He, he running the Hennessy next year at Charlestown. Piss the Hennessy. They'd all be out with the fucking weights. Yeah, I, I'd say he's well handicapped. You know, I'd say I'd say he's better than the rating he has. So he'd probably be giving away less weight than he should be. You know, he, and as Andy said, they'd probably get out with a handicap. There's nothing to turn up to take him on. He would. Well, I genuinely would. Well, more, but I'm just what I'm saying. If, if he hasn't got the public's imagination, probably because we haven't seen enough of him, you know. Like Quivago, bloody hell. That was yeah, he's won two cups. He's won two blue ribbons. Like, and you know, for racing people, we need to appreciate the year to win. We appreciate it, but we, we can't even find a challenger. So is this is this a shit gold cup? We can't find a challenger. He's making it a shit gold cup because he's better than the rest of them. I tell you what, if a load of shy horses turned up and you might back the winner at, you know, at 20 to 1, it'd be a great golf cup. But it's not a shit golf cup. It's a very, very good golf cup because they're all good horses. There's very few bad horses that are going to turn up on the day. And that's what people need to realise. You know, I've seen great golf cups where, you know, remember the champion hurdle used to have 20 horses in it? So like any of them would be bad horses and they might get in the way of a good horse and cause them winning it. We don't get that anymore. We only get good races. You know, and this 
the division. Yeah, you're right. We know. We already yeah. know which is probably going to be running next year's races. You're right. Yeah. You know, the, the, the division is, is deep, it's quality, but they are exposed. Your Delta works are exposed. You know, you're telling me he's not a good horse. He's won. Oh, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I think maybe he needs to do a bit more to gain the, the public's sort of appreciation you, you think he should get. Well, should you what, run in Britain a bit more? Like, you know, he's won two times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, why do you have to do that? Why do you not just be the best horse? Why do you have to, you know, it's not the circus, it's horse racing. Win the best race. Yeah, I used to be a little bit critical of best mate for the same sort of profile. He won King George's, he won three gold cups, he won at Leopardstown, grade ones. But what is he not as a show pony? Like, forget about that. Like, I'm not into that, you know, the, the media hype. These horses are absolutely quality. I've been for really with really a golden generation, and he is mopping the floor with them. You know, he's won it off a good pace. What, like, what has he got to prove? The fact that he's won those two gold cups, completely different races. He's an absolute superstar. Just as Andy says, he's shit now. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren actually <laughs> got back to us in the chat. Apparently, my French would believe is a long, long way off. Boom, Monty. actually, party. And then, um, and then another another i can't scroll down in the comments here but uh, obviously with, with, with france I, I should have known this but french dams and french stallions they usually there's there's quite literally a rule where they they tend to mix the names in some parts of france uh so books boom and then al something is the mayor and then you just bunch it together and you get some shit name and that's what you have to name the horse and right. um yeah, it's almost like it's like a maths equation. You have to you have to get the horse gets its name via an equation. And in my opinion, Album Photo should sue Bucks Boom for getting giving him such a bad name. And his mother is damn as well. So. He doesn't care, Andy. He just wins golf cups. He doesn't care. He just got back to the field. Then just gives a lot of that's grand, man. Point of Guinness. I'm, I'm happy out. You know, mm. he's an absolute superstar, but he just he, he gets the bus to walk. He doesn't turn up in a limo. He gets the bus to walk. And I'm so chill with that. Wait till Chab sit on his tail at last. Oh my god, right. right. Let's summarise this race, guys. Let's go back. Declan, one horse from this race is Album Photo, isn't it? You know what? I, I, I was going to back a Plutard back in October, but I'm not. Now, after all this, I'm back in Album <laughs> Just for the podcast uh, listeners, though, Declan like really shook his fist there and uh, was very passionate about it. Yeah. He's angry with uh, me. James, what about yourself <laughs> this one, James? Album photo for me as well. Stephen? Yeah, album photo. And uh, Andrew? River can nick a place. Yeah, um, album photo to beat Manella, Indo and Santini staying on from Cleve Hill and third. Wow, that's five of us going to go for album photo. We, ho I hope he can make it through. Three. That would be fantastic. Right. Now, a bit of rules now before we move on to the next one because it's handicap time, guys. Handicaps time. Do not take too long talking about these handicaps. Talk about your selection and only your selection for that handicap. Um, and we will start with, let's go with, oh, Stephen's gone because he's had enough of it already. <laughs> so let's start with you, James. Give us your handicap selections, mate. 
Um, I like the chances of Lieutenant Rocco in the Ultima. Um, I, I liked what he did last time over three miles. I think they've campaigned him slightly wrong this season over two four two five. I think looking coming from his point to point background, I think uh, that three miles has always been the thing for him. Um, still a novice and going into a competitive handicap like this is quite clearly a worry. Um, but I think if Mark of one four seven is well earned. Uh, and I, th- I like the fact that they're keeping him over this trip. And I, I think that with a with a the correct ride, I think he'll need to go forward, but other than but kept fairly prominently, not not too far back in a race because sometimes you can lose them in the ultimate. Uh, and I think he is got a very good chance going into that race. It looks a competitive heat, but I think he'll go well. Um, and else, because Chris has left us, but I totally agree with you. But uh, Lieutenant Rocco, I, 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 big on him myself. I think I'd slightly disagree in terms that they campaigned him wrong. I would be a believer that you only step a horse up and trip when they need to go up and trip. And I mm. think he's done very, very well at the shorter distances. I think that's going to stand him in good stead for a race like the Ultima. Um, and he, he'd be on my short list as well. I'd be, I'd be very much intimate, uh, Lieutenant Rocco myself. Lieutenant Rocco for James. Any others, James, on the card? Um, just have just a, all of the meeting. Any others you've got? Just a quick flick through. Um, I like Hougree in the Boodles. Uh, had three runs in France and one in Britain. Third in the grade uh, grade one at Chepstow. Uh, just wasn't good enough in that sort of race. Mark one to eight in the Boodles interests me the most. I, I think he's a solid jumper in the main, although he did make an error last time. Um, Maybe lack fitness having been off, but Stable have won the race with recruits like him with Diego de Charmil, Quilando, Sanctuaire. Um, and I think he'll go well in the Boodles. They're my main two at this moment in time, both on the first day. Well, thanks very much for that, James. Um, handicap selections, Andrew, go. <gasps> uh, I'm not going to keep that. I'm not going to keep you there all night, don't worry. Good, um, good, good. Now, look, um, James basically summarize lieutenant rocco uh, like i know he's about an eight to one shot but i think he'll win the ultima um the more i've looked at the form the, the more I've, I've started to really fancy him and i did brush over james just saying i think the two and a half miles that he's been running over and um, will stand him in really good stead for a race like the ultima because like james said as well he will like you kind of need to kind of be forward in a race like the ultima and um, he has the pace for that trip for you know, for the two and a half miles, but he has the stamina for three miles, obviously accounting <coughs> for his point-to-point background as well. So I think he'd be nice and prominent. He'll jump, he'll go a nice clip. The ground will be at its softest on the Tuesday, most likely, and I think that will really suit him. So I'd be very sweet on Lieutenant Rocco myself in the Ultima. Um, jumping onto the Wednesday, because um, that's the new day for the Grand Annual, and it's going to be a much better race on the Wednesday, just to put that out there. It's going to be safer. Um, it's a better track for it. It's going to be a lot more hurly burly i think um it was for whatever reason it was just a really dangerous race on the new course and um, there was fatalities nearly every year and it. it was just it always left a sour taste because it was usually the last race and you just didn't like i remember one year in it there was i i don't i shouldn't go into it but i remember there's three or four horses either killed or badly injured and it's just not what you want to see especially in the last race of the festival but we have two horses here um, I'll go with the bigger price one, but he is—he might be a doubtful runner because Elizabeth Doyle might keep him home. But it's a six-year-old called Farmix, 
Um, Jack Kennedy gave this horse a peach of a ride last time out. A punch is down. <laughs> He'll be yeah. quiet. Uh, um, no, but I, I think Farmix could be a, a well-treated horse. Um, he made all the run in a punch is down, beating Dinny Lacey. Um, and, you know, he took a few chances that day, but he's, he was, as I said, he's only a six-year-old. He's, he's had three starts over fences, winning two of them. Elizabeth Doyle thought this horse was good enough to run in a... Um, to run in a, in a race with Unermi, Black Bow, and Captain Guinness. Now, the horse didn't really perform that day, but you'd forgive him in that sort of company. He won next time out, made no mistakes. The better ground should sue. I think he's got an, an English mark of one four three, um, And as I said, he knows how to win. He knows where the line is. There's no way he's reached a ceiling. Um, and I, I'd be very much fancying him here. Um, and obviously, Antukas looks very dangerous as well in, in the Grand Annual. So I'd probably be backing both of them. I've, I've backed Antukas anti post, but. Um, Andy, I have him down as 140 here. He's 140 in Ireland. He got 143 by the UK. Yeah. Because Irish Racing put a. They do with Chatham. He got, he got a Brexit tax for, for going across yeah. there. We're horrible right. over here. Yeah. Uh, uh, anyway, look, I, I would. I think I wouldn't put anyone off in Tukas either, um, but I'm going to go with Farmix in, in this particular case because he's the bigger price. But if he doesn't run and you're getting non or no bet concessions, you swap over to Antukas. Uh, the handicap bet at the festival, in my opinion, would be next for me. It's on the Thursday in the Pretemps qualifier. Uh, champagne Platinum for Nicky Henderson. Uh, th this horse just could be chucked in. Um, he's only seven. He had an unsuccessful time chasing, came back to hurdles. Quiet race with the cheek pieces on at Newbury, um, to say the least. Now, it was his first run after a few issues, so you can kind of forgive him that. But for some reason, for whatever, they just forgot to declare the cheek pieces the last day of Haydock, and he just ran, you know, uh, like, I don't know what, maybe they just left him in seven boroughs. That these things can happen. You know, sheepskin might blend in with a white wall or something. You never know. But look, they weren't declared. Um, and he jumped in snatches but he jumped a lot better with the cheek pieces on at newbury than he did at haydock and he just came through beating horses like a knife in butter and he was beaten by bushy park who was a registered mudlark um improving horse and uh, like I, I was almost just laughing at the telly it's like they, 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 you know it's the bha or maybe the encore stewards might have raised an eyebrow with not nothing there uh but look he, he's he's gonna come in here off i believe 139 um, I, he just looks very, very well treated for a race that JP McManus has done very, very well in in recent years. And I think Nicky Henderson trained called the cops to win this a few years ago, so he'd be one of my bets at the whole festival. Um, and then finally, um, as I said on Tuesday's pod, Martin Brazel is having a great time of things. And going back to um, Nace a few weeks ago, his horse he raised me up. Um, he won the novice auction final, the Red Mills auction final for a, a, a nice race that that um, Martin Brazel. Because Reggie's got a comment on screen. He really likes this one as well. Oh God, he just beat me to it. <laughs> um, but look, um, no, but look, raise you raised me up. I, I he was impressive in that novice auction final, the Red Mills race at, at Nice, um, giving away weight to a decent Henry de Bromhead horse, um. Martin Brazel used that very same race to prep City Island for the Ballymore a few years ago. Um, and the horse has been kept with a spring campaign in mind after winning his maiden hurdle at Listowel in September. Um, the ground actually went against him at Nice and he still won. 
So this is definitely a well-handicapped horse. Now, the only problem is we don't know if he's going for the Coral Cup or the County Hurdle. Either race would suit. My inkling is it'll be the County Hurdle. I think that will really suit him. I think the I think he has the ability to stay two and a half miles, but I think the new course, two miles on the new course, um, I think that'd be really up his street because obviously you need to stay a bit further than two miles to win on the new course. So I think that would race would really, really suit him. Um, so I'm putting him down for the County Hurdle. But if he ends up in the Coral Cup, just don't ignore him just because he's in a different race. But I'm I'm pretty sure he'll run the county hurdle. So my four, Lieutenant Rocco, Farmix, Champagne Platinum, and you raise me up. Thanks very much, Andrew. And if you need me to speak for another hour about all the other ones, I'm not no issue doing it. But I'm not going to. <laughs> I know you could. I'm glad you've narrowed it down to four. <laughs> uh, one from myself before I move on to Declan Stee. Um, I'm going for the Kim Muir. And the amateurs race. I'm going for time to get up at eight to one. Former Joe's of all Brian was second to Monkfish in 2019 in a maiden hurdle. He spent most of 2020 though on the sidelines, really. He switched over to John Joe in 2020. Uh, he ran in a novice chase, I think, at uh, Aintree after that, and uh, was rather eye catching in that race. Um, clearly looked like that was not the trip. And then he went, uh, ran over even shorter next time out, and that was not the trip as well. And then he come out of Wincanton last time. He was impressive in the ground. It was quite testing. Um, obviously, it won't be like that at Cheltenham, but this is a typical John Joe O'Neill horse that he's been absolutely plotted towards this race, I feel. He's Viper is at presenting with the, the better ground should suit. He's eight, eight pound higher than that win at Wincanton. He's off a mark of 138. I think that really does underestimate, and he's likely raced for an eight-year-old. Um, see this race being run to suit. You can imagine they've plotted this bloody race all along, don't you think? Um, that's that's my opinion. You know, time to get up for myself in the Kim Yura eight to one. Um, I think he's just actually been shortened to 13 to two, so which is not what I got an hour ago anyway. So let's go to you, Stephen. Now your races. Um, I've had quite a few blowouts, so um, I've not got too many left. I'm not going to take Andy's funder, but he was sort of the reason why we started looking at him too, because back in the day when um, he was second to an accepted and sizing Potsy, I think is when he sort of come to prominence. I think we started backing him around 12s then, and then, and then when he was full to daily target, I think I lost track of how many times Mark Walsh took a pull between three and four out, but um, I was... I was a little bit disappointed the way it finished at, uh, the last meeting, but we've got plenty of 12s and 18s about him. Champagne Platinum as well. I think Bet365 missed the boat shot off that race, and we got some 20 to 1. So that's sort of the only two really worth mentioning, Chris, really. But um, Andy's already sort of stuck him up, but he's probably more responsible than for me. But Champagne Platinum at, at Haydock, we um, we all noticed that as soon as it finished, uh, as soon as it finished the race. Spot on, Andrew. And spot on Stephen for that one. We really did. The cheap pieces being left off was the big thing, wasn't it? They yeah, miraculously it forgot them, didn't they? Yeah, as soon as he put them back on again at Cheltenham. He, he, no was it 10 7, I think, is it, in the pair times? Yeah. Um, Declan, yourself, handicaps. I, I wouldn't normally be getting stuck into handy, too many handicaps this early, unless, you know, there's one they fancy from. Early season one at all, you lads are gonna come with a bucket load. We said I better get stuck in tonight, and you know, some of these probably won't get in. Uh, the ultimate goose man, he's probably 
quite well treated. He's been around a long time, but he rarely runs. He does some issues, but he does like a, a bit of good ground. And, you know, I, I know the yard like the festivals. They like the British festivals in the spring. So if he doesn't run in the Lesser National and he does get in, you can go there with a good chance. Another one that raised the Soldier of Love. I think he's probably underestimated on his Newton Abba form. Um, it, the 144 is probably fair, but he could he could love this test. The Coral Cup, I like for attack. Uh, he's he's yet to win over hurdles, but his first three runs were in Graves' company, uh, Lisa's company, the last time behind uh, the Devil's Coachman. Power of pause stayed on very well after the crazy gallop in the Moscow Flyer. It is his only handicap entry. He's also ent entered in the Ballymore, so but I think he, there's more of a chance for him turning up here. Uh, and he covered Farmix in the Grand Annual. Uh, in the plate, Fida Dari was behind Envoy Allen, and he's probably treated quite well for a horse who's uh, for a horse who's finished second to Envoy Allen. Uh, there is form to tie in between him and Farmix with Dinny Lacey, uh, and he touched on that as well. The Kimbo Brayside has been tipping around. Uh, he has showed some glimpses of quality all season, but most of the season he's just been tipping around. Uh, I will mention Riviere Detal for a friend of mine, Rio. He's, it's not a race, you know, my opinion on the flat rats, but she's also been behind the Devil's Coachman and he has recommended I have a decent bet on her. Uh, the Martin Piper, like wide receiver, he's he is that type of Jiggenstown horse, the future chaser who run in that race, and a lot of them have run quite well in the past. The likes of Don Polly and Blow by Blow, and then the County Hurdle, I was up for a Willie Mullins horse, and I, I, I landed upon getting that the tee, but you know, multiple entries, you know, where he's going to run, but that, that's my quick run through handicap horses. Fantastic. Thank you very much, Declan. That brings us to the end of our Cheltenham preview 2021. Boom. <laughs> Congratulations, guys. We made it. Another five hours of talking about the festival. We could have gone on for 10 hours, but we don't have time for that. So it's been fantastic, though. We've, we've had a great response from this. And thank you very much, guys, for joining me. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks to James from Turf Talk Pod. Thanks very much for coming on, James. Thank you very much for having me. Excellent. And thank you very much, Stephen. Yeah, cheers, Chris. Cheers, boys. Thank you very much, Adek. Cheers, lads. Andrew, please tell us about what you have got planned for us, though, mate, before we go. Yeah, uh, just before you go, and if anybody's still in the, in the chat there, um, I have completed an annual... Cheltenham preview. Uh, it's just a simple Word document. The lads might be aware of it. They probably got read it the last few years. 20-ish pages in length. Um, and it's totally free. It's just something I do as a, as a hobby. But if, if anybody does want to copy this close to Cheltenham, it should be ready by Saturday or Sunday. Just contact the page um, on Twitter or Facebook and I'll send it on to Chris and he'll just send on the PDF to you guys or, or email it on to you if, you if you leave your email with Chris. So, um you know so if, you, if anybody wants to read it it's there and yeah that's it every year it is a fantastic read every year it's a fantastic read um connor lucky 31 stephen what's all that about you know in the, in the chat he's just asking, we got a horse each 
Have I just seen this? Ah, right. Lucky 31. Five of us. One You've horse each. Right. One horse each for a lucky 31. Let's... Uh, right, I'll go first. I am going to go first so nobody else can take this. You know my nap at the festival. No, I'm not, I'm not really. I, I, I will go for the one that I mentioned in the Kimyo. I am going to go for time to get up. Time to get up in the Kimyo. Eight to one. Stephen. Uh, Cole Reeve in the Mayor's Chase. Oh. Oh. De uh, Declan? Uh, Longhead's Poet and the Farm Owner. James? Lieutenant Rocco in the Ultima. Oh, grand. And Andrew? <laughs> um, I've just Sorry. No, no, no. I actually wasn't going to go for that, but I'm happy he's in it. But I, I'm actually I'm so embarrassed. I haven't even mentioned Glenn's of Andrew in the Mayor's Novice Hurdle. Well, that's it then, isn't it? It's one of my biggest fancies of the week. But look, I didn't mention it, and people might be off by this stage. But look, she, she's in the preview, so look, she's there anyway. Um, she oh, ended up handicapped, Andy. She's not, no. Um, she's a maiden. She's only ran twice, so I don't think she'd be eligible. Um, no, I... Oh, God, it's such a hard choice. I'm going to go with Champagne Platinum in the pretense. I'll tell you what, that's a juicy-looking look, lucky 31, isn't it? We've got an 8-to-1 there with time to get up in the Kim Muir. Stephen, what price is yours? It's 4-to-1. The only worry is the Ellie Mays are favourite, same connections, but... Well, not same, same brain, but not same... She's also in it. In, uh, I think she's in the Marsh and the RSA, but um, I think this is a race. And I think uh, four to one. My, the, with Queen Bet or? Ah, skill bet. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, I think both have the one like has bought is. James Prasios? Uh, seven to one, I think. And Andre? I'm after tipping a favourite and a handicap the week before. <laughs> He's best price six or he's best price seven to one, but it's a six general. Jesus, I should have gone with Glenn. Is it too late to say Glenn's a Vantrum? Oh, oh, yeah. anyway, they oh, probably, they probably put the bet on. If you change, uh, yeah. you know what's going to happen, Andrew. No, I'm not. Yeah, no, I'm he'll win. It's fine. So I'm sorry. Oh, well, thanks very much for that, Connor. That is the lucky 31 from all of us five. And uh, thankfully, we've come to the end of the podcast. It's been a great podcast. Even Declan's shirt has made it through the podcast, which is great. And I thank you all for joining us yet again. We are, I'll tell you what, just looking on Twitter, we are nine followers away from a 1,000. So that's a big milestone for us, considering we only started six months ago. Uh, Have you contacted Azerbaijan, Chris? And say that again. If you contacted Azerbaijan, we'll have 10,000 followers by this time next week. No, I'm not I'm not getting Emmett on. Jesus Christ, I don't he bores me to death. <laughs> I'll cut that bit out. Anyway, guys, right, uh, we'll see you all again next week. Cheers, guys. Cheers, Sarah. Bye bye. Thanks for listening. Make sure to follow us on Twitter. Head on over to our handle at USO Podcast and click the notification bell to never miss an episode.